everywhere. The music's yeah. like. There's a water. Hello everyone and welcome back to the That's a Vincent Gaming Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you all back. As it is a pleasure to welcome back my co-host, Vincent Jules. How are you doing, Dan? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Happy to get going again. Um, the feedback we've had has continued to be great and I can't believe we're on episode 5 now. As I'd say, so, what episode are we on? Episode 5, so another top 10. Um, and as everyone knows, we've listened to the last episode. We're in the middle of doing the... Um, doing the the multiplayers of all time so i'm happy to see how that's gonna go i'm really excited for the next episode of that but yeah just just really looking forward to another episode yeah we're taking a quick having a detour from the multiplayer games this episode aren't we we're looking at like gaming moments that's mainly single player focus so it's, it's a nice we're sw- swapping up the uh the content for a bit but um before we get to that as usual let's talk about what we're playing and i will as usual hand it off to you to go first what are you playing Dan? So my what's playing, as everyone will be relieved to know, is nowhere near as long as what it has been. Thank um, heavens. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I know in the last episode I'd played so much. Um, it's because I've been on holiday. So actually, just a couple of mentions, really. So I continue to play Death's Door. I know I mentioned it before yep. um, last week that I was playing that. Haven't played too much time into it since then, but still really enjoying that. Last session I went, I tried to play it for whatever reason, just wasn't my vibe. So I've actually been playing um, the shooting game we played last night, which name completely Shatterline. 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 So um, very beige title. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. And um, I'm sure he's not listening, but a big shout out to Jack Frags, uh, massive YouTuber. Follow him a lot. He happened to do a video on it, and it looked somewhat interesting. And as we had our COD episode the other day, I actually, we said that we haven't played COD in so long. All of the stuff that's come out for the latest Call of Duty, I mean, we've been talking off air. Yeah. How good that looks that we're on about going back in. So I just wanted a generic, if you die, you go back in and shoot some things just to get... Arcade shooter. Yeah, an arcade box shooter where you just... Yeah, I get that. I get that. Exactly. I played with you. Yeah, it's all right. I've been playing that. It's okay. Um, Serviceable. Serviceable, that's it. The shooting is okay enough. that I actually, first time ever yesterday, played the game mode where it's one life, search and destroy, counter strike. I much preferred that. Mm. I think I was saying to you yesterday, didn't I? I, As long as the map is semi-okay and the shooting's okay, that game mode will just slap. Yeah. No matter what the game. It's a good bog standard, like, game mode. It's like that and domination, like, it's hard to mess them up. I mean, do you want to have a quick five seconds to talk about the barricade mode? The weirdest game I've ever played in my entire life. Absolutely baffling. Um, it, it, I can't really remember. Like, I can't really get my head around. So we, so we, I had no idea, and you had no idea. So you spawn in a hangar, a completely empty grey hangar, and there are red, like, death boxes, essentially. Like, they're just areas of the map you can't build in. And it gives you 30 seconds, and this randomises. It gives you 30 seconds, and then you just build. You have squares. 
and you have a gun that shoots squares like Minecraft and you build your own little like fortifications and then after like 30 seconds the gate lifts up and you you fight the enemy team so you're splitting half the enemy team's doing that on their half making their own terrain yeah you're making your own and then it's all got one life hanger lifts up and then yeah five on go against five in the terrain that you've made and it was awful such a strange concept you didn't like it at all oh not but- even slightly I felt like we just happened to play a team that was very good and we got slapped. I wouldn't mind playing it again. I see that's where we differ. But I, I, no, just, just it. Uh, this is going to be a. There was um, I don't know why I was surprised because there's a Minecraft, old school Minecraft mod slash custom map that did the exact same thing called the walls, but it was. So is that where it's two, from? There's like so it split off a a big world into four, and there's two te- there's four teams of two all in their little quadrant, and then the walls drop, and then you go and like, right. fight each other. So that's, so that's the first time, so I do actually like know where that, that idea stems from. But... Yeah, I, I didn't know anything about it. Um, I was thinking about it last night, because I think about this podcast quite a lot, and what I'm yeah. going to say, and when I'm playing, and, and I'm not saying I play games specifically, just so I've got something to talk about, but I was thinking about it a lot. The best way, and I don't know if you feel the same way, the best way I would describe Shatterline, in both not only gameplay but just feel of the actual game from the minute you load it up it's like first person row company yeah i think that's, uh, a, I think that's a very i i again th- thought of row company last night i thought like because that game mode is almost like identical isn't it like this the second one we played the yeah. last one we played yes and you have your own like unique agents who come with their like own it is it is row company it is it is would you prefer to play shuttle on a row company row company yeah, me too. I quite I enjoy the company. I think the agents are a bit different. I'm a big third person guy. I love first person, but and it's not so much anymore actually. But back in the day, and as we discussed when we did our multiplayer games, there was a period in time where first person is all you played. So third yep. person was refreshing. And I mean, I play Rogue Company quite a bit because my wife likes it. Um, I think the heroes are a little bit better on that. They're more, they're more flushed out and more unique. I don't. None. They all kind of blended into one. Like one. Like there's a, just a group of where their passive is just plants bomb a little bit quicker than the rest. Yeah, um, yeah, there is. And that, that little passive that. tree. Yeah, that little passive tree doesn't really have the much effect as you think it would. Like the one that can um, get his gun out quicker, or it, it doesn't. You always end up building the same yeah. thing on all of the people. I would agree to that. Um, it's just I, a bit. Think... It's just not defined, is it? It's just a bit. No. It feels. We're yet to play, so it comes with apparently a roguelike co-op mode, which, if done right, I'm all down. But it feels, I don't want to say directionless, but like, it just doesn't add. No. I feel like it doesn't add any. The the biggest, most unique aspect is that you can kick stuff in the multiplayer map. Like, you can kick vans and boxes to block sight lines or squash people. I like that. I think it has more tactical advantage than giving credit for as well. Hmm. I like that. I like kicking the van down to give mm-hmm. you some more cover as you're going down. I think, though, I think for that kind of shenanigans and tactically that kind of, I think the, the time to kill is a bit too quick for it. I would agree. Because yeah. you're asking to implement thinking and team strategy into essentially Call of Duty's time to kill, which yeah. doesn't mix. No, I would, I would 100% agree with that. I think, yeah, the best way to describe it is it's 
first person row company, but if you want my honest opinion, it's not as good as row company. It's not. I quite oh. enjoy I'm I I quite enjoy Rogue Company more than I think. I really more I, Rogue Yeah, Company. more than I give it credit for in my own head. Yeah, yeah. Um we've had many a sessions there. Yeah. The map the map design's quite good. That's got a bit more personality. I prefer the heroes much better. Um I just, the like third, I just don't like the third person Pete that comes with That's that's the downside, but I saw a clip of COD and it's because obviously you could third person in the new card. You can also like hang on ledges. And when those two things are combined, it looks disgusting. So oh, you I... see hands, and then boom, popped up the head, but they've seen you the entire time. I've got my hype up massively for the new Call of Duty, and I am half expecting to be very disappointed. Um, I don't think you'd be very disappointed. I hope, but... I hope, I hope that I get into it and love it. I mean, hopefully it voids the gap, because for the longest time I was looking forward to the newest Battlefield 2042. Yeah. And then when that came out, it just was terrible so i never even jumped into it but i was so excited for that. i was ready for that to be my next big game it's all now, right it's all right over- i played overwatch- it like two months ago okay right. overwatch 2 comes out in a couple of weeks so i'm very much looking forward to that so yeah i've been playing that and the other thing that i was playing really to worth mentioning about is um how razor how razor no um what's it called something like that it's something how singer how singer how song something i will look up for you know terrible i definitely should know the name of this game so free on um release this week come on game pass i've seen many a good things about it so i thought i'd give it a try now if you don't know what it is imagine doom but imagine doom where you only do damage if your bullets are in time with the music playing the more you get the music in playing the more your meter goes up making more um it's called metal health singer metal health singer the more um, score streak you get, the more damage you do as you, you do the thing, but the more the music plays. And if you get to like a 16 time streak, the chorus kicks in. I'm not a heavy metal type of guy, but they haven't picked the heavy metal. Well, I, I like some. There are some that I do like. They haven't picked the heavy metal that is going to hurt your ears and you want to cry. I mean, you actually jumped into Discord yesterday when I was in the middle yeah. of a boss battle and I was like, shut up. I'm in time. I'm thinking, I'm like, boom, 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 boom. and it was. It was great, and I was a little low-key, a little bit disappointed when you jumped on, because I was like, I want to play this more. So oh, I'm not going to No, it's, it's fine. So really, that's all I've been playing other than, and I never mention it when, when we have this thing. Mm-hmm. I've played a bit of League this week, uh, just because I've time to. I'm never going to mention that in this podcast, but yeah, I've, I've been enjoying that. So what have you been playing? Um, What have I been playing? I haven't played anything new. I haven't played anything new for a while. So I've just been filling my time with get like old games. So I've re-downloaded Shadow of War, Middle Earth Shadow of War, which is the second Lord of the Rings game. And is that because you've been watching Rings of Power? It's because I watched one episode of Rings of Power and thought, this is meh, but I remember the video games are great. So I played that. Wow. Lord of the Rings lore is awesome. It's a weird one because obviously the first one won Game of the Year... Which I don't know if it's hotly contested or I don't know if that's a. I really like the first one. Um, I don't know if it's game of the year though. It... We we will do an episode where we go through game of the years and talk about what we think should have won and what won. That okay. would be a that's going to be a fantastic episode. I've just thought of that off the cuff. But I I don't know. I love Shadow One and but I think Shadow. It's weird how much of a drop there is between the two games. Okay. Because in, in terms of. So the gameplay is still there, and it's still got the Nemesis system, which is stupidly patented, which is a, a 
atrocity. So is still that, got that in other games? Yeah, they um, WB have fully patented that, so you can't use that tech in any other games, which is the worst thing I've ever heard. It's a brilliant system, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it I, is. I don't know if you want to explain it in case, just in case someone doesn't know what you're so, saying. So the Nemesis system is a weird AI magic where all of the orcs are programmed with a personality and, for lack of a better way, a memory so that they remember your encounters and remember story events. So, for example, if you were to just randomly die to a random orc, it will then get promoted to captain. And the next time you fight it, he like comes out, like say he cut off his hand, it'll come out with like a missing arm or a go- like a gash in his like neck or his head, and it'll remember you and it'll sprout off that. And if he kills you again, he just keeps promoting. And it's called the nemesis system because every time you go through your game, at some point you will develop a personal nemesis who is just an orc of just your playthrough it's it's like structured like it's like structured um random moments which i know makes no sense but But it makes the game more akin it makes it feel like it's more just yours it's like (laughs) you're you're having an experience that everyone like we've had very similar experience in terms of i can remember the exact orc that pissed me off and killed me twice and got promoted and it took me ages to get because the more he kills you the more he gets promoted the more he's now fortified so mm. you've got to now attack a fort to kill this guy now i remember yeah. i remember killing everyone in the fort just to get at him now you were probably doing that as well with somebody else but it still feels unique to me yeah. because it was different to the way you did it it weren't so the I same had, orc i had someone called like jaw off the jaw breaker or something like that and he i tried to fight him when i was a bit too underleveled and when i first fought him i was like one level underneath him and now i'm like seven because he just kept killing me and i kept going back but so it's got that and then like that's weaved into the story of the second one at one point you will just fight your nemesis to its detriment if you don't have one you'll just like assign you one and you like it's like ranger i'm here and you're like i haven't met you yet but if you do have one at that time and he comes out swinging, and it's some bloke that's been torturing you for the, like the last seven hours. That's incredible. Yeah. So it still has that, and that is still a highlight. And the combat is Arkham, and the exploration is good, and it all has that. But it's the story side of it is so weird. It's so like scattershot, and there's like seven different things going at once, and they're happening in different maps, and you can do them at the any time you want but you don't know which one's the main quest. So I was doing a whole quest where I fought a Balrog, but that wasn't the main quest. But then there was another quest going on with Gladriel, and it's just scattershot. So this is the one that when it first came out, the end was basically locked out in a paywall, wasn't yeah. it? So and, that, to, and that's yeah. why you bombed so hard, wasn't it? Well, it wasn't a, it wasn't a paywall. It was... The true ending, spoilers, the true ending is like you accept to be a Nazgul, like a ring wraith, if I remember correctly. You basically, you essentially go evil. And then you have to assault, I think it's like five forts at the end. I think all forts get recaptured and you have to assault them. But like they are stupidly high level and stupidly hard. So you either have to grind, but then they also paid where you could buy packs of orcs and stuff like that for your team to make them easier. Yeah, and the true ending was locked behind that. Yeah, I remember there being an uproar about it, but it's a shame. I really like the first one. Again, 
seems to be the way when I say things these days. I haven't completed it. Got quite far in the it's, first oh, one. It is never... good. And I do just like, you know, one of them. I, just, I do like just dicking around, killing orcs. Because the interactions oh, you so have good. with them. Yeah, the interactions you have with them are good. Uh, stuff like that. So been playing that. To feel a bit of a Lord of the Rings, House of Dragon as well. I really wanted to swing the sword and kill people. Um, and now, because of me getting into Warhammer, I re-downloaded um, Chaos Gate Warhammer 40k Demon Hunter. I think that's its full title, which is XCOM but Warhammer, and it oh, okay. is so good. Like. So- like a tactical yeah yeah it's um it's a tactics game so like you have two points of one movement second shoot overwatch very yeah, I've never, XCOM I've never played tactics. XCOM um never played XCOM I played a little bit of the one where you're a duck that is mutant year 0 so I played a little bit of that which is similar you're a duck. um but the main one I played very much like it um I did put a few hours into Wasteland 3 which is so yeah similar Wasteland is that, but without the open world. Um, XCOM 2 is the best. My only issue is XCOM 2 is it has a, it has the civilization style building your base and looking after and keeping meters up, like on a world map in between missions. Okay. Obviously, I don't know if you played XCOM 2. XCOM 2 is you, you're as the resistance. Aliens have fully taken over Earth and you're doing like guerrilla warfare. Yeah, you, I know, I know, I know yeah. the premise. If you don't keep the meters up and stuff like that, and you don't keep your countries happy in XCOM, you the game ends and you can't. So you have to like start again. Like it will just game end you. You cannot get to like the missions if you fail that state. And that state is quite hard to manage, in my opinion, because obviously it doesn't interest me. So I'm trying to do all these cool levels and manage a system in the background that I don't like managing, but I'm forced to. So I can yeah. never get far in XCOM 2. So that's why I prefer Gears Tactics and this sort of stuff. Because this stuff has it, but nowhere near as bad as... It just makes the missions harder rather than... Congratulations, you lose. Yeah. No, <laughs> but it's I get so that. good. I it's get that. so I mean, good. You talking about that, I wouldn't mind jumping back into Wasteland at one point. because I, I Wasteland's really, good. I, Gears, I really enjoyed that. Gears Tactics is a very good one as well. Um... That's really good, but this Warhammer one's good because it's just got the cool, it oozes cool factor. Like your 40, your Space Marine just marching over to, so basically, the they spread a virus throughout the plague and they're all like Nurgle, who is like the chaos demon of. I'm probably going to get a lot of this wrong, so if there is any Warhammer people and fans listening, I apologize. I'm just getting into it and I just know, like, brief summary. So, like, Nurgle, who's, like, one of the Chaos Gods, who does, like, diseases and pox, he spreads that through the galaxy, so you're fighting, like, diseased people and, like, corrupted space marines. But watching in slow-mo as, like, a walking tank with three hearts smashes through a door, shoots a man down, and executes him so that all your players get, like, one extra turn. So good. But it's so difficult. It's so difficult. I'm on on medium. I'm getting my ass kicked. Wow. Hard. I can't remember last time I pit a game on medium. I always go hard. Um, it's your warning. That's not me it's saying. That's not me saying I'm a super chad gamer. It's just I think games are easy oh. for non-gamers. Medium are for people mm-hmm. who devil. If you play games as much as us, hard is the normal, I believe. So I I play games on hard when my direct skill is what determines me doing it because I know I can play. But when it comes to like tactics games like this and stuff. Like it's you've got so many things going against you at once that like 
the fact that I can shoot a gun when I have a controller means nothing if my positioning's bad. Like, I get so that. many things to think about that. That, but like, so there's like a turn meter, and every now and again the warp meter fills, and the infestation gets worse, and a some like a negative debuff happens, and it just spirals yeah. out of control. I also don't. Look, the reason why I play hard as well is I feel like that's the real challenge on a lot of the, some of the games. And then I, where you might complete a game on normal and then jump back in on hard, I don't have the time to complete a game twice now. So I'm yeah, yeah. a little bit longer with my game and hit that hard difficulty. It so depends. I play hard and then like if there is like a an extra hard mode and I can do that in New Game Plus, I'd prefer to do that in New Game Plus just so it's not like, yeah. bashing my head against the wall. So... Anything else you've been playing? No, just normally. I don't think there is anything. I've re-downloaded Battlefield Five to get into that, but I've literally played like four games of it. So, and... well, that was because our conversation we had the other day wasn't it? That we yeah, decided we were going to play Howlet Loose again, and you downloaded and I don't it, want to. and you just nope. couldn't get back into nope. it, would you? Nope. I walked, played a game where I walked like for twenty minutes because the everyone drove off from spawn. Walked twenty minutes got shot from a sniper from across the map where it physically couldn't see spawned did that again five times quit that game got into a new game walked down an alleyway died to a person i couldn't see and it basically was that for like five games so i said no no thank you yeah no so you just, just... so yeah so i downloaded battlefield 5 because that's a better friendlier experience excellent perfect mm-hmm. nice short and snappy of the what we can play so now that does free us up to get into our main topic of the day, which is, would you want to explain it? I'll let you take this one. So the topic we chose, now, I actually think it's worth explaining because I chose this topic and I think we have both taken different um, definitions of what I think we both interpreted it differently. So the original one was, I wanted best gaming level and then I did say gaming level slash moments. Now, the reason why I said moments was because in a game like a God of War, a Last of Us, there's no levels anymore. Some games don't have levels. So I, so I said moments as in what levels did you love playing or what section of game that's like a level. That's how I interpret it. So, mm-hmm. And it's what levels are great to play in terms of gameplay, and that's the way I ran with it. Now, you have ran with it in a slightly different so, way. Yeah, so I, when I think of gaming moments and levels, I think of sections of game or like areas of game, like actions, like set pieces, essentially. Set pieces of game that stick out. Now, this my list does include whole levels, and it includes like a little bit of like boss fights to flat, but it also includes the sections of games that you're not necessarily always playing, but like it happens and it's in that story. Cause I think that's, I don't, I think as good as a level can be a scripted sequence of a game, like showing off, hitting like a story reveal or an incredible cinematic, I think just tops it. I think that would be better. Every okay. moment I can think of a game that's I'm thinking, this is gaming as an art form. This is gaming. Incredible. I don't think of a level. I think okay. of, a set piece so our lists pretty much are going to be completely different because of the interpretation but i don't think that's a bad thing so I think, yeah we, we, we've got it out there now and we've said that we've gone for a slightly different list so it might make it a bit more entertaining and i don't think that we're gonna 
I still have, too. yeah, I do still have levels. Uh, I think f- I got five levels, three co- like three sequences, and two boss fights. I think, like, okay, uh, pretty much. Um, pretty. A couple of things I will say. Um, there's a lot of points that I was really so. The reason that made me want to do this originally, and I've said before when I, I announced it, was when I replayed Bo- um, Bioshock. Bioshock Three. There was a moment in there that I thought was so goddamn cool um, when you break out the girl and it all happens and, and the bird songbird but i've spoken about that to death so i See. haven't included that so yep. what i also haven't done is there are also so there's a level in um the getaway for example that is amazing i haven't put that in because on this podcast we've honestly spoken about that to death too much and too much there's, there's a few games that i just haven't spoke about on this one because we've already spoke about them load and also Next week's episode is the best, our favourite top 10 cooperative games of all time. Um, and I have a few games that have amazing moments in, in them that actually I'm going to talk oh, about oh, next week. Yeah. And So I'm not including them on here either. Just a quick one. It made me absolutely laugh. My, made me cry. Um, obviously, in the news, GTA got leaked. A lot of GTA 6 gameplay got leaked, got hacked. And um, Donkey made a video of it, but obviously you can't show leaked gameplay. So he was just going through loads of um, leaked, like different versions of knockoff GTA ripoffs. And he did a whole bit. He was like, this is not GTA 6. This is the getaway. And I was just looking at it. And I, I don't, I've never heard anyone talk about getaway until you brought it up. And now you've brought it up five different times. And now Donkey has a game, like, gameplay snippet of it. And I just thought, we are summoning this from the depths of hell. Um, I know because I've done some research. It's in like game development hell, and the person who owned it, like they, yeah. like, the company went dead. If this podcast is responsible for anything, if we can get that, get that out and license it, and get that made. Let's go. Um, so, hang on. Before let- we say, yeah, before we say anything, obviously spoilers for Huge. a large majority of games. Yeah, a few of mine happen at the end of games. Um, yeah, there are a few recent ones as well. So this is just your yeah, heads up. We will, we will like list the game before we talk about it. But everything will be spoiled here, most likely. I have a few honorable mentions. I don't like just shouting them all out in one go, so I'll just mention them as I go, um, where yep. I feel fit. And if at the end I never manage to fit them in, then I'll we can talk about them at the end. Yeah. Do you want so, to go first? No, you can go first. I think I went okay. first last time, so uh, hit me off with your number ten. So, mine comes from Far Cry Three. Okay. Now everyone's immediately thinking of Far Cry 3, thinking of maybe where you kill Vars, where you do this, that intro sequence. Mine took me by utter surprise. It's a gaming moment. It's a, it's a set piece. It's gameplay. And it's when it was a pretty bog-standard mission. It says, go and burn some marijuana crops over there. And I thought, okay, I'll do that. Sounds a bit boring, but I'll do it. Oh, they give me a flamethrower. Still sounds boring. And then, relax drops. <laughs> and then I was like, I can hear some music. And then you start burning crops. You start getting high, and Skrillex burn them. Which, if I if I think and remember, that is the first time I ever remember a game using licensed music to like create a moment. Skrillex burn them plays, and you are just blasting weed plants with a flamethrower and burning pirates to dubstep, and it is glorious so if for whatever reason 
we don't get many listeners on this episode. The one person who will always listen to our episodes is Tash. Yeah. And I'm telling you now, you've just made a very happy fangirl because my wife loves this mission. She stopped playing it. And as she was doing it, she paused it to come and grab me to show me. She's played it multiple times. She loves this mission. It's so good because it doesn't, it like, it just comes out of left field. And I like it, like my next one, actually. It wasn't spoiled for me. I didn't know. I didn't anticipate, which is maybe the problem now. Obviously, everything gets so much coverage. It's hard to genuinely be surprised nowadays. But I just, and it slowly builds up as well. It's not instant. Yeah. Just, is it? And you're like, you, you could even think, am I hearing that? Or we, we can be driving and that song will come on because it's on my uh, wife's playlist and from this game. Now, yeah, as I just it's... said about honorable mentions, I know it's not my go, but I've got one that will fit into this perfect. Yeah, yeah go for it. Um, and there's a bit in Red Dead One. Now I don't know if this yep. is on your list. It's not. So there's a bit in Red Dead One that was never spoiled for me, and it's when you cross the border to Mexico for the first time. Yep. I know everybody's had it different. I mean, I don't know. If you... Mine was dark and it was raining in my favorite. Mine first was broad daylight, and this beautiful music comes over. Right. This, this could also happen on Red Dead Two when you right at the end. It does. No, I'm saying you could also use yeah, yeah, yeah. that moment for this moment. But the first time when you cross Mexico is amazing. And I know there's some suckers who got off and tried to harvest plants and stop the music for themselves. <laughs> but that is very much like this. It wasn't spoiled. Come out of left field. And like you've yeah. just said about this, I will always remember that moment. And it, it was, it's without getting too soppy, it's a thing of beauty. No, That's so what it, it is. Yeah, so it plays um, Far Away by Jose Gonzalez, because that is on the playlist. I know that. But I will say, so annoyingly, so s- six later on in this list is a very similar thing to that Red Dead one. Bargain today. But I think that's not even the best one in Red Dead one. I think after you do the last mission of Red Dead and you ride back to your wife and it plays Compass, I think is better than yeah. Far Away. I do. Well, Red Dead was the Mexico scene was on my honorable mention, and also yeah. on my honorable mention was you could have picked a few things from the Red Dead series from me. I've got nothing in my top 10 mm. from Red Dead. I so haven't. A couple of things that I wanted to say is on a mention. So there was the crossing uh, yep. Mexico. Far away, yeah. The, the last stand. Oh, the, when he walks the out last, of the barn. If we were to do, and I'm sure we will, the top 10 outros, the top 10 ending to games, the last stand on Red Dead 1, yeah. amazing. And actually, the last level on Red Dead 2, when you're going up the hill and you're dying and you're, like I said, spoilers, and you're, you're trying to get Micah. Yeah. Amazing. And it, all of that is great, but the way I'm playing my list, none of that is gameplay orientated for me. I don't, I don't think, yeah, I don't, this is where I think me and you differ. Not in, how, I don't think it's how we interpret the question. I think it's what we kind of want out of games and what when we think gaming's at their best. So you you think gaming's yeah. at the best when you're like playing them. No, and... I don't. I don't. I think gaming that is best is and the best moments in game is that. But when I created this list, I was like the best levels to play. That's the way yeah. I that's the way when I said this level originally, that's the way I originally thought about it. We probably mm. should have had a bit more of a conversation when we were talking about uh-huh. it. Because that moment you're on about, what you're on about, like the best moments in game, I'd have a completely different list where the, these Red Deads would be on there and others yeah, but, but mine are gameplay slash. Um, just Dude, I get like, yeah, I get mine are levels that I would look. I I've and on all of mine, I've played the levels over and over again yeah. for the majority of them. So, 
So your number 10 was Far Cry. Burn them, the, yeah. The, 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 yeah. No, that one. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Skrillex, big shout out because he's a massive <laughs> gamer, isn't he? He actually I think so, yeah. <laughs> doesn't actually show his DJing skills off too much because I know that he, he used to like play Call of Duty whilst doing sets. So he's <laughs> definitely pressing play on a cassette and then just playing Call of Duty. <laughs> um, okay, so Josh, my number 10 is musical as well. Oh. And again, this wasn't spoiled for me. I didn't know it was coming. This whole level. Now, you could substitute what I'm about to say. I think I know what it is. You could substitute what I'm about to say. There's four times it happens in this game, but I'm choosing the first one. Rayman Legends. Knew it. I'm I'm not going to talk about the game as a whole because it will be coming in further lists. Spoiler alert. It's your best co-op game. It's one of your best co-op games. It's it's going to be in the conversation. I love Rayman. I love platformers. I love Rayman Legends. And me and my wife have played Rayman Legends and got every single lum in that game. And I think yeah. we might have even done it. I'm not going to say we've done it twice. I think we've got all the lums once. And then we played it again where we've got all the lums in the levels again, but they're not all the bonus ones again. Yeah. So, but... There's a level in there at the end where you have music set levels and the levels, every jump matches to a beat. And the very first one is Black Betty. Yeah. So you're jumping, it'd be like, whoa, Black Betty. And it's as you jump in, so you're sliding for the whoa, Black Betty jumping on two things and you get into the river and it's like, bam, and bam. And that level, me and Tash, because we wasn't expecting it and it kind of was fantastic. Like I said, they do do it. I think there's a music level on there. Yeah, there is. There's a music the last- level on. Every the last single... chapter, yeah, every last every mission, single... the last chapter is um, a music level. Or... I don't think any of them hit as hard as Black Betty. No. And there's just a bit where it's like, dun, 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 and you slide mm-hmm. in, and it's... I've played that level so many times, with Tash multiple times, myself multiple times, just to... Uh, the time trials, like, just to try and get the... How fast I can do that level, get all the lums on that level. Fantastic, and it... It was one of the first things that popped in my head when I said best levels. Yeah, I get that. Me and I think me and you differ because I'm I'm not a massive like I I understand the game's fantastic, but like you we have different appreciation. But even I think that that level that is the one level that like sticks out for me. Oh, I, I, Rayman Rayman Legends is so good. Oh, I know, so... I know, I know you think that, but that even that still stayed with me from that game, and I haven't played that game in a while and never wanted. But that game, that level, has oh stuck no, with me. I've um. I've just started my little daughter playing Rayman Origins on the PlayStation Vita so she doesn't break my Switch. <laughs> and just playing that has given me a little bit of an urge to just go, actually, shall we do Legends again? It's been a while, I think. Uh, it's been a while for me and my wife that we've done Legends. Maybe we'll do that after we've um, finished Overcooked again. Maybe. But yeah, so that's my number 10. So, my number 9. My number 9 is a level. And spoilers, because this is the final level of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Now, this is not only, like, again, I got it for the moment at the end, which I'll talk about, but the entire level of that game is actually incredible. So, you are going to fight Reaver, who has the Jedi Holocron, which is like a map to all Jedi younglings. It's a MacGuffin. I've not played it i played yeah. the first 10 minutes and loved it and i do want to play it but you're not going to spoil anything for me because it's been spoiled yeah for me. so she has the MacGuffin of the game and you've got to go get it and where is she she's in a sith temple underwater so you start the game you start the level the chapter 
breaking into an underwater Sith temple, fighting through a metric shit ton of guards. Like this is like there's some of the hardest combos of guards and stuff like that. So you're fighting all through this. It's sweeping. It's it's fantastic. You get to the boss fight. You fight Reaver. Fairly easy unless you're playing on like the stupidly difficult games. And then go turns to a cutscene. You're like, that was that was easy. That was that was that was a bit of a letdown. And all of a sudden, she's she's rattling on doing a little a death monologue, and you hear it. You hear one of the most iconic sounds in all of history. That. And I just remember, I remember I was playing, like, sat down. I was, like, sat slouched, and I heard it, and I just sat up. And I was like, oh, shit. And he just steps out from the shadows. And, oh, my God. I know that when I do eventually play this game and get to that moment, I know I will never get that moment like I was, like, you did. Yeah, because I was so... It got spoiled for me, like, two minutes like after I did it. Like, I finished the game, I went on YouTube, and it was immediately on a YouTube link. So I'm thankful I never looked at it. But, and then he steps down, and it transfers back to gameplay, and you're thinking, I can't do this. And you don't. And he bodies you. Every you don't you don't land a single hit, you don't land a single force ability, you instantly run away, but he's chasing you, just doing his little Mike Myers walk, tearing rooms, like using the force, and you just spend the entire like five minutes at the end running for your life. And that whole level and that whole sequence and that reveal is Star Wars perfection. Now I love Star Wars as a world, not like mad attached to the films or anything like that, but I love the lore and I love the characters. And not knowing they had him and him hide and they hide in it and you just and his entrance is so good. And you know to what? walk on and murder the main villain and just chase you out of it. Star Wars lore is so good that even I like it. And it's, it's everything I don't like, like the space and everything. But I like Star Wars lore. Again, not into the films massively. I, I was when I was a kid. Uh, Phantom Menace and uh, I know they're the worst ones, but those came out when you were when I was yeah. when I was the perfect age for like going to cinemas, loving it. Um, but yeah, I I upset that I'll never get that moment, but I am excited to play that moment because I will play it because I I do really the. 20 minutes, half an hour, I did play a bit. I really enjoyed it. it oh, it's a fantastic just, game. It was just... And the second one comes out soon. Yeah. But no, it was fantastic. And that level, one of the best moments that reveal, but the fact that it tops off and encapsulates it's a great level, I think it's just chef's kiss. Delightful. Maybe the urge on playing to play a single-player game, maybe that's what I'll go into. Yeah, and, yeah, and I've pretty, I think it's like three through EA Play, maybe, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it is. How long is it? And I own it anyway, but how long is it? It is... Oh, if I wasn't going to perfectionist run it... Perfectionist probably take you about 10 hours, 11 hours, something like that. Oh, okay, so... Okay. You just beeline it, probably won't take you that long. There's a whole... Okay. Like, I think it's like one, one world, two worlds, maybe, that's like pretty optional. I think, if I remember correctly. But no, that game has great moments in it, but that one is the one that won. Blew my mind. Okay. I fangirled so hard, and I can't remember the last time I fangirled that. Like, last time I fangirled that hard was probably like Avengers and stuff like that, but that was just 
next level. Wow. Uh, I, I, it's a great choice. It's not a mine because I haven't played yeah. it. Um, no other reason. Um, the the first 20 minutes when you're on that train, I really enjoyed everything about it. The combat. Right. The game, like, it drops a little bit in the middle, but, like, it just loses a bit of speed. But as a whole, like, the, that game's so good. Okay. Just needs more customization because you can just uh, change the color of your ponchos. My number nine. Sorry. <laughs> going to say what it is. And you can tell me that it's on your list higher. If so, we'll talk about it then. Because mine on nine is the airport level from Max Payne 3. It's not. It's not. Okay. It's not. So it's an honorable mention. The air... You... There's a couple so, of the levels on here. Actually, yeah. It, I, I take that back. It's not... That isn't an honorable mention. My honorable mention just says Max Payne 3. Okay. So, what... This is going to sound really crazy. There's three levels that I absolutely love on my list that I only remember part, and I'm really hoping you can pull me through them um, because you'll remember them more. Now, this is one of them. Now, you'll be able to on this one because you've played this game so much, but basically, when you're running through an airport at the end and you're just fighting everyone and you're jumping on the conveyor Mm -hmm. belts, it's not the longest mission, but it's such a good mission. Oh, it is. Oh, it is, and it plays Max Payne. I think it's called Painkiller or something like that. It plays the it plays like the title track of the album of the um the song soundtrack, and it is so good. So yeah, you start on a conveyor belt, like going around the terminal, and you'll fight through like the back room part of it where the baggage goes. I'm talking loads, and it's your entry. I love it. It's okay. Um, and then like so, you're trying to get to the bad guy who. Again, I can't remember. Like, it's hard to remember. Who is like covered in like private military guards? So basically, they lock down the airport just so he can get away, forgetting that you're Max Payne. So you're just gunning down like PMC private military company people to Max Payne's incredible soundtrack with Max Payne in one of his best outfits, suit and a tie, bald head, beard, and just slow mo diving over like airport chairs and oh. The reason why this is on my list is quite easy is I played this mission and then I because it is it the last level or the one last level last, last yeah, level. So played this mission and completed the game and that then you can play whatever mission you want in kind of like a bonus mode can't you where you do score not do not I, get started on this mode. I then jumped straight back into that mission for high score, high score and played that mission over and over and over again because it's fantastic gameplay wise. And um, the story is good. Oh, it, the actual game is incredible. Max Payne so, is a masterpiece. So it's weird. So you you first play that mission at the very start of the game, because so it ends in a. If it wasn't absurd enough, you shoot an entire airport full of guards, then get into a, the sunroof of a jeep with the M32 grenade launcher, and race down the runway, blowing up jeeps and an airplane that you blow the bad guys trying to get away in, and then you walk around walk over to him and you shoot him in the head but like you do that at the start of the game with no context and it does the whole loopy loop but um that mission you could have picked i didn't and put some of this because i didn't know what level to pick because i have a different association with every level because because this is one of my favorite games of all time once you do this mission you unlock hobo you unlock new york minute yeah which is you have a minute to do the level if you die, you restart the level from the start, and every time you kill someone, you add time on. Yep. I have done this game mode 
this is not that challenging, but it's very fun. After doing that, you unlock something else called like Super New York Minute, which is you do it, but if you die, you start the whole game again. You have to do it in one run without dying every level in a minute. And this, this motherfucking mode. <laughs> Furthest I've got, I think he's like eight missions in. It is so stupidly hard because the amount of missions. So each mission, as much as I love every single mission in that game, like some missions cause me hell. Like I did like the third mission, I had to do like five times. And yeah. it and it ruined the mission for me because it is solid. But like, oh, you could have picked that. You could have picked the Hoboken flashback missions, the Stealthish mission where you start on the boat. The strip, club, the strip club mission. Oh. Yeah, and I did think about that strip club mission in particular where you, you're diving off the edge. Favela. The Favela mission where you first walk in with the oh, shaven head. Yeah, and they're all in the tires burn. They're, yeah. they're all brilliant, but for me, encapsulating gameplay my, as <laughs> part of my list. Because everything sums up. Yeah, because everything yeah, sums up. And brilliant. the soundtrack. Mm. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant mission. If you haven't played Max Payne 3, please, I urge anyone if they haven't, Max Payne 3 is one of the most perfect blends of style, story, and gameplay just seamlessly merged. I haven't played it in years. So the I'm fact that like, the cutscenes go like fuzzy and blurry, because obviously Max is a drunk and an alcoholic and a druggie, but like they blur in and it seamlessly transitions to gameplay, which again, one of the first times I remember that happening. And Max like commentating to himself, and he's throughout the entire game, he's like narrating it. It is just artistic perfection. One day we'll do an underrated gem list, and that will have to be on there because it, people who play it love it, and it is rated, but it's just so slept on. It's one of it genuinely is one of Rockstar's greatest ever games. Yeah, it's, it's, and that's saying something. No, it's I, one I, of my I, entire games. It's one of my favorite, my goated games of all time. I imagine people listen to us because we argue and debate all the time, but there is no argument here. We are in perfect sync. I, I think it's a brilliant game. In it's fact, my favourite Rockstar game. I I might play it again um, before. I, I will probably annoy people with this, and I'm not just saying it. Not only is it my favourite Rockstar, I genuinely think this is the best Rockstar game they've ever made. Might not be the most ambitious, but I genuinely no. yes, because I have a lot of issues with Red Dead and GTA. Because Rockstar and GTA have phenomenal worlds the best worlds ever and they're like innovative and they're all this their missions and gameplay are stale as fuck their missions are go here do this and you will do it exactly the way i say it. if you go down the street and you're not meant to game over you you fall behind who you're following game over you go too ahead of the person you're following game over it is their actual mission design and their gameplay aren't great but in Max Payne, the story is phenomenal. The presentation is phenomenal. The gameplay is phenomenal. It is just perfection. Welcome to Josh Hart Take. Do, do, do. Yeah. And I don't care. I'll stand by it all day. If someone wants to come on and argue with me and say that Rockstar's world does a uh, mission design and gameplay are like top tier to the match their world design, I'll have that debate every day because that's just wrong. That's just flat out wrong. I don't know if it's their best game, but it's a brilliant game. Yes. I, I do like it. You're not sucking me into an argument because I have no... I'd have to really think about that. Maybe I'll have a think about it. We'll talk about it later. But right. I... Um, so that's your number nine? That is my number nine. Insert San Andre reference here. I'll have a number nine. Um, so, number eight. 
another game you haven't played or played a little bit, but you will never have played to get to this point. Spoilers for Sekiro. This is the, I say optional. It's not optional. It's the final boss if you do the one ending. So there's two endings, maybe three endings. There's three endings in Sekiro. And one of them leads you to fight a dude called Sword Saint Ishin. Have you heard of Sword Saint Ishin? Nope. Never heard of him. Explain him to me. This motherfucker. So, he is, Ishin is like, it's really hard to explain the law, it's complicated. Basically, you hear how this dude, this old dude is like, goaded in terms of like, fighting and samurai and like, yeah. whenever you see him in the story, he's old. Okay. Cut to you doing this ending where you choose to not sacrifice a boy to do magic of it's weird. Dragon magic to just break the eternal curse. I don't know. You fight his son again, who you've already fought, Genichiro. So you fight him. He has, if I remember correctly, he has his one life. You break his poise, you kill him. And then through voodoo, Sword Saint Ishin bursts out of this dude's body and takes the immortal black blade. So you've already just had a boss fight who has took whittled you down and took some health resources. You now have to fight Sword Saint Ishin, who has three life bars and has, look, the biggest move set of a boss I've ever seen. Okay. And you fight him in a field of reeds, and this end of a game is phenomenal. Again, if we ever do boss fights of it, I am going to repeat it because I'll talk about this dude to the comes home. But this boss fight. It, the music, the setting, how hard this motherfucker all is. All crescendos to a like epic, every time, and it's annoying because every time, yeah, every time you die, you have to do fight the first dude again. But you get so good at fighting the first dude because he's not that hard that you just bully him, and you're like, yeah, I'm feeling this. I can't explain to you how much many things is, and you've seen how Sekiro plays, haven't you? Like how beautiful, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play, like with the deflecting. This is one that I've never even played. Like I, I well. That would be a, an absolute yeah, yeah, yeah. light attack. I've picked up your pads when I came in your room and played like stealth kill one person and then never. I've never actually even attempted it or nothing. I, I, I genuinely think right me. now you should put on like just look at Sword Saint Ishin. Oh, I'm looking at him now. Yeah, I'm looking watch at him. a gameplay of a dude do it like perfectly, and it is the most beautiful like. But like, as you, obviously, as you beat him, he gets more depraved. So he starts off just normal sword, then he'll start like putting in like working a gun. And then once you get into his last life, this motherfucker like flies up in the air doing like lightning magic. Okay. But like it is the most exhilarating. So I completed all of Sekiro. Didn't do this ending. Because it's hard to tell which ending they do. They like throw it up in the air because they, they don't it's not very easy to tell good or bad because it's wrapped up in the hooky lore. So we did the one ending, missed out on these two, four, okay, so played it a second time to get purposely get this boss breezed through this game because Sekiro is hard but once you understand it and once it clicks it's it's piece of piss like which is it, it rewards being good at the game this motherfucker put me in my place so bad I think I got to him in like six seven hours and I completed the game at like 11 yeah I I didn't put any boss fights because um well I have spoilers to. for future Spoilers for future episodes. We've we've discussed having a top ten boss, so I don't want to keep repeating. But this whole level, but like this whole level of like you, like, oh yeah, you. So it's like 
you go back to the castle, if I'm remembering correctly, again, I'm like, it's, it's weird, like, it's not go back in time, it's the weird thing. But, like, the castle's under siege, so you're fighting back through all this castle, fighting ninjas and weird shit. And then you get back to this field of reeds of proper, like, samurai, white reeds. The main dude's waiting there, and yeah. you walk up, and it, like, foreshadows the start of the game and stuff like that, and it's just... And it all oh, culminates not... in this boss fight of just... Yeah. I'm not saying mind. you're wrong for putting a boss fight, I'm just saying that that's the reason why yeah. it happened, but it looks amazing. Oh, I think that if you like boss fights and you like against like, I genuinely if you if someone if someone's listening and they like boss fights, they should get Sekiro and play Sekiro just to fight this dude. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So that was your so, number eight. Yeah, I can't even recommend just playing this on someone else because you need to play the whole game to get to him. Like you cannot go to him not playing this game to think you can, you can just wing your way through it. Would you prefer but, yeah. to play Sekiro or Neo? Neo, Neo, um, Neo, again. Welcome to Josh's hot takes. Neo is the best Dark Souls game. Okay, fair enough. Second to Bloodborne. Now it's welcome to old old man Dan's story time. I feel like we're always in Josh's hot takes. I feel like every time I open my mouth, we're in Josh's hot takes. You're a hot take guy. It's one of them things. Um, (laughs) so I'm going old now because that's what I do. You do, and I had I did warn people on episode one that I would never have a list really without mentioning Sonic. Now, Sonic isn't my pick here, so oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it is an honorable mention because what I was going to put is I mentioned on episode one Green Hill Zone. Green Hill Zone is my favorite like intro, one of my favorite intros, but it's not my favorite level on Sonic. My favorite level on Sonic, I love the Castle Zone. The one Don't. straight after Green Hill Zone. It's all purple. There's marble coming over. No, there's no water. It's all marble and, and lava. Um, so, I mean, if anyone's listening out there and wants to sign me up to to do that in the new Sonic that movie, was, that, too, phenomenal, mate. that was absolutely um, phenomenal. I thought so I was going to put that. So I was going to put that, but I didn't want to put that for my nostalgia pick because I thought you don't Smell, have, to have a nostalgia pick. I do. It's it's because <laughs> part of me being a gamer is my childhood. Yeah, um, yeah. it's a fact. And I wanted a nostalgia pick, and I thought about all these levels. Now, this isn't one specific level or one specific moment in a game. It's a specific moment that happens in multiple levels across multiple games. What are you saying? Okay. And anybody who's played this will understand, and I'm talking to the older ones here. Now, as a kid, I love Streets of Rage. Okay. And there's something that happens on multiple Streets of Rages and it happens in all these types of games, these beat-em-ups. And it's that bit of the level where you're on a big circular lift and you go it up and down oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're just dropping enemies on you. And that's just one of the first things I thought of when someone said great. And I just remember Streets of Rage on the big lift. Streets of Rage 2 specifically, if I had to pick one, there's one on the third level, I think. And you're just going up this lift or down this lift into this baseball stadium with the big fat baseball people for the mm-hmm. people who, who know the game. And I just remember you being on that circular lift. It feels like you're on that lift forever. And I reckon if I played it now, you're probably on there for a minute if that. Does it on dark? It does it on like obviously does it on those games? The it does it on all sorts of games. It did it on the Ninja Turtles game that me and Payback played the other day. So I I know of the it's like a trope in it. I know of this because it does a horrendous one in um Dead Space 2. Yeah. So it, it it is a trope. So it's not. It's a bit of a cheating pick, really. I so, get what you're saying. 
if I have to pick one specific one, I'm picking it's the one on the baseball stadium in Streets of Rage 2. But what I'm actually trying to say is it's just that part of a level you do and like that moment of a game. Just because yeah. it's just something that when me and my dad used to play, we'd be like, oh no, we're coming up to that bit now. Because as I've mentioned before, back in the day, there's no saving. So when you close it and you go again, so you just knew the games like the back of your hand because you mm-hmm. just constantly played it. So we'd be like, oh, it's that bit now. And it was just awesome. And it always felt stressful. And it always felt like the gameplay was great and they keep coming. And like I said, it felt like it went on forever. It probably didn't. And it did it in Ninja Turtles the other day. And I remember saying to Payback, you know what? This is like that Streets of Rage bit. And I loved it. So it had to go in there. And that's taken my nostalgia pick. I get that. I get that. Um, I love it. Um, I love the old games. I know they probably don't hold a candle to some of the newer ones. Not even slightly. But they have a special place in my heart. <laughs> And they always will. I do like, yeah, like I said, I do like that like bit because I think it does it on a god. It does it on a lot of God of Wars, the early ones. Yep, yep. It does it god on Wars. Dark Dead Space. Like it's that in section fact, of just going up a lift. In, in fact, God of War probably does it the best in that I can remember because I love it when uh, mm. it might be God of War two. I mean, I thought it was in God of War two towards the end, and actually with the blades of chaos and you throwing everyone about. That fighting because it's at the end when you got all your powers and it's yeah and that fact it actually does it in the new God of War. I was trying to think it did, but I, I was only thinking it's of it's not it's not a temple. lift, it's not a lift, dragon. it's a square room. It's the dragon in it, and these doors keep opening. Yeah, that's the. It does it when you're going up on the dragon's lift before the mountain as well. Yeah, so yeah. it happens a lot in God of War. In fact, God of War probably. In fact, I will replace this for God of War um, <laughs> and Streets of Rage because it's that it's that Into, level. Random God of Wars. Um, it's just that concept as a level design it's, is amazing. It's bloody horrible in Dead Space 2, though. Yeah. Vile. Dead Space 2 is incredible. I can't wait for the Callisto Protocol and the remake. Right. Luckily, I don't have Dead Space 2. It is an honorable mention when you jam a needle in your eye. That whole last part starting with jamming a needle in your eye. Yeah. Still horrifies me. Uh, but I won't talk about that. Because I want to... One of the games everything. we've done to death, isn't it? So I we, love it so much. I know. I mean, I just uh, that has just crescendoed into another honourable mention. Just putting out there, I've mentioned 100 times the bank heist on GTA 4. It's a great level. That's all I'm going to say about it, because we've <laughs> talked about it loads. But it's an honourable mention as one of the greatest levels of all time. So, I'm keeping in with, apparently, only having newer games they get older towards the end or again game you haven't played and it's the final level so spoilers spoilers for marvel's guardians of the galaxy never even seen it in real life never known never played it it was so good the most surprised i've ever been with a game i think i had full intentions of this being awful which is nice isn't it you don't get that enough these days where you you get Surprised that way, so you get, you get you get hype crushed. You never get it the other way, or you don't get it the other way. Rarely. No near, yeah, nowhere near as often. So obviously, it came out, and everyone they look like B Tech Guardians. They look a bit weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the, fa- the facial animation is phenomenal. Um, the gameplay isn't the gameplay isn't great. I'll That's what's it. putting me off playing it because I know you've laughed <sighs> about it. I've watched other reviewers that I rec- I honestly would believe if they told me to play play this yeah. game where it's a black screen, I'd trust them. And they've yeah, yeah. told me to play it. It's just 
the gameplay doesn't look great for me. It's not it's not bad, but it, it it's completely serviceable. Okay. But the writing, the performance, and the story are top tier. Heavily features music, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Obviously, oh, that sounds stupid oh. being a Guardians game, but oh yeah, it does. I mean, I don't know if it is inbuilt, but when you do a team attack, you you huddle. It's a it's good the first time, and then it gets cringy. You huddle around, and you have one or two options. You have to pick the right option, and you inspire your team, and they do more damage. But it plays a random song from his um Walkman. I did that in the final boss fight, and I Rick rolled myself. Hmm. Don't know if it was intentional, but I did. So I it annoyed me. But anyway, the mine is the final level of this game. Now, my second pick does the very similar thing, but the way it ties this down and the scale of it all is masterful. Everything you did, everything you've done in the game previously comes back full circle. So like, so again, I'll just go full spoilers. So at one point, weirdly enough, Drax says, let's go kill Fee-Fi-Fum, who is a big purple dragon, a big green dragon who wears purple shorts. Weird as fuck. Everyone tells him to go away. Like, ignores him. It was just a joke, can't you? Fast forward nine hours, and you go and do it, because there's no other option. So, but then he, after doing that, he comes back in the final mission. You lose his Walkman eight like hours before that. It comes back in the mission. Every single character you've met, every interaction you've had, just comes full back like circle and you're assaulting this giant space station to save the girl from the cult and the scale of it like you're walking outside the space station and there's like this giant space battle where ships are shooting each other but there's also a woman riding fing fang foom whilst up moves it it's just mind-blowing in its scale it's crazy so good it is crazy in the stupidest yet greatest way possible the smile on my face from the start of this level to the end of this level is just it's so hard to explain how like per, how good it feels having like perfectly wrap up and how everything just come full back so I never felt like anything I did in the game was pointless or wasted every interaction every character served their purpose and then on top of that you got like scripted sequences and how graphically good it looks, and then you have a boss fight at the end, and it's just... How, l- how long is this level? I think it's a good, like, 30, 35, 40-minute mission from start to finish, I'd probably say. It's a, it's a, good, it's a, good, it's a good level, because obviously it has, like, the final two boss fights in it, but there's, like, you, this ends one, story happens, story happens, and then the second one comes back around. But, like, this, it's just... Oh, it's so hard to explain because it doesn't do it justice if you just played it in isolation. It's it's everything that comes. I get what you mean. Yeah, it crescendos noise. It does exactly what an end it's, level is yeah, supposed to do. It's, it's still a good mission and it is still hype as hell and it's still got that spectacle if you didn't play it. But everyone who did play it and know, they'll, people will know what I'm on about. It's just weirdly beautiful how the. Because obviously oh, you've played games where you've done stuff and you and it's felt pointless or it's felt tacked on or it's felt like the game needed to pad time. Yeah. And none of this did. Okay. 
and in out did what it needed to do but did it very well very well and the music the i remember you saying a lot of good things about it when you played it it's so good honestly if anyone is a fan of marvel or guardians it's, i think it's a must and if anyone is a fan of really well well written dialogue and characters i think it's still a must even for you even you don't like space but you like guardians don't you I do, but they're not. You my hated Gu- no, but you hated Guardians of the Galaxy, and then you watched it and realised that you actually have taste because you hated it. I did when I first watched it. I must have just not been paying attention, or I was probably watched it when I was younger and hungover or something stupid, and I just didn't like it. And then in there, it was just one of the things that I just writ off. And then you said, "No, watch it again," and it <laughs> it's it happens. Honestly, I could tell you the funniest story of all time where I absolutely hated Fight Club for nigh on 15 years because I said it was rubbish and then after for whatever reason I watched it again and realised the film I thought I'd watch I still to this day don't know what it was but it wasn't bloody Fight Club so that happened to me with Guardians and I just I I do like it now I really like the characters of Guardians when they're in the rest of the Marvel films so we're not on about the stupid Marvel stuff yeah 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 I don't like the Guardian stories I don't like the Guardian lore I don't like any of that okay you might not when that's why I haven't played the game but But when those characters are in with all the others I do like it I like it when Chris Pratt Star-Lord in the others I like Drax in all the others when they're all the rest it's the characters I don't mind the lore and the like you saying there's a green dragon flying around space in purple shorts makes makes me one of them i don't it's know it's so want good though no so it's so good but i genuinely so these guardians are actually better than film guardians like these perfect they use my boy like, prep no so they they use the template that the films did but they do make them better um there's there's a bit of dialogue that genuinely gets me every time makes me laugh so you know how like drax is like straight faced doesn't do sarcasm Honestly, Gamora has a whole meltdown for like 20 minutes of the fact that she murdered her sister and Drax, Drax just hits her with like a lion and it slays me. But yeah, it is stupid and it is absurd. It can't be better than why Gamora? <laughs> no, it is. It is. Honestly, it is. He just, line, he, he just says, so I can't remember what it is. And he just says something about the fact that she murdered her sister and it is just good. But this last level, and it is absurd and it is stupid, but in the best possible way. Yeah, okay. I, I adore it. it. I'm going to play Guardians again. You have you share my library, so you can literally play it for free. I, yeah, I do. Um, not on this PC. I need you to set this up, but yeah, that's yeah. true. I just don't fancy it. Um, Jedi Fallen Order. I might genuinely play after this, and I might actually go and play Max Payne again. I just don't fancy that one. I'm going to play Max Payne again. Okay. Right, my next one. I'm going to need your help with, um, because God. my memory isn't as good as it used to be. This game yep. uh, immediately come up when I said best levels. Immediately. And the level I picked isn't the level that first come up. And I actually wrote down the Haunted Mansion level. But it's not the Haunted Mansion level I'm putting in. So Time Splitters 3 story goes yes. through so many great levels. Yep. And the one I've chosen is there there's a level where the time travel is happening. Cortex comes back and your future self is helping you on a train and you, he keeps coming in and helping you and I think you end up playing both your future self at one point and you do this level again maybe in the future am I, th- am I remembering uh, this point and you play it from a different perspective I could be remembering that all wrong and if I am I'm oh. it's terrible podcasting 
But so there is definitely a mission on a train. Yeah, that's that the mission I wanted. One hundred percent true. It's the yeah. mission I first thought of because the first mission I thought of was the second mission, which is in Scotland. The third mission is when you're in with the following the girl for the haunted mansion. But no, the mission I, I actually know. thought. I think after that, don't you go with the groovy... Oh, I'm not saying that. No, I'm saying yeah. Scotland, a few missions yeah. after the Haunted House mission, but the, which is the next mission I was going to pick, but the pick, mission I'm picking is the one on the train, and I can't remember why it's so good. I really shouldn't have picked it, really, because I can't speak about it enough. Nah. But can, I, I remember it, it I can, being I can, I can do this. a yes. really good mission. So it is... I think it's maybe the end of the Russian connection, if I'm remembering like that. No, it's the Kalos Express, I think. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm, I think I'm Cortex sh- is yeah. when you first realise that you can time travel. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it is on, you go through like two whole train sequences and you're fighting constantly on the trains. And you are correct, you do keep coming back and you have to get all the way to like a missile car yeah, or something like that. And it's like there is, um, this is unlocked. I'm looking at it now, and you have to keep you take down helicopters and stuff like that. You yeah. are correct. Um, it's, it's all very fast paced. You're on this train. The writing's very good. Uh, if if anyone out there is listening and you're already working on the Getaway remaster, can you please remaster Time Splitters? Future it is. Work? It's coming. It's in. Um, someone's yeah. doing it. I'm you. I know they are, but that was so many years ago. Work faster. And honestly, I mean this on the bottom of my heart. I don't just want the multiplayer remastered. I want the story because the story was fantastic from what I can remember. It might be rubbish and it might be pure nostalgia. Not, I, can't even remember not, it, but I remember it being so good. You are now nah, I'm 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 watching it now. So yeah you are with Harry Tipper who is the groovy AE yep. dude. It starts off space, yeah you get caught at the end because the dude has a cat fake cat robot and he chaps you in a train car. Oh God future perfect what a game. But no you it's, are right you do meet yourself. Yeah you meet yourself. I think it's the first time you realise that there is the future perfect and there's just traveling cortex comes in and you end up saving yourself and you're just fighting for a train and i remember it being really epic and i just remember absolutely lovely as a kid i think you've got that glove that can do gravitational and stuff yeah, pick you up glove that does like the weird claw out of can you get this on steam because i would play this again tomorrow oh. i really would i really, but, um, really would watching this back now because i'm watching the footage now all I want to do is play Time Splitters Future Perfect. It is, it's nostalgia and a thing, and I know I haven't spoken too much about it because I don't remember the absolute finite details. All the rest I can remember like really well. But this... To be fair, you'd be surprised how much you remember. Like the, just the fact, as soon as you actually look at something and you get the clarification that what you remember was correct, it just yeah. floods back. Your brain like almost like allows itself to rem- remind. There's so many missions on that game. Like when you go through the laboratory at the end and you're finding all like those like weird cow things. There's just so many missions. Is, uh, we played co-op, but when I was always really too young, that you had to play the Mansion of Madness level on your own. Yeah, because I scared. would play to level four, and then I'd stop playing after level four. You would do level five, and then I'd come back after level six. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> honestly, there's more missions out of it. We're not even talking about because there's mission after mission after mission on this game that is so good. The story mode on Time Splitters Three was amazing, and oh. there were replayable levels. It was just a great game, and I wish we could play some more. It was just so fun. What I am going to do is absolutely shoo in a honourable mention here, just because I can't. I'm looking at my list. Yep. I don't know where I can fit this one in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a really, really. What is Weird, it? honorable mention. 
and right. it's from Borderlands 3, and it's the mission where you have to get rid of the rat infestation. And it's probably not a great mission to everyone else. I just have a great memory of it, of me, you, and Tash playing it. The bloke with the most, really, let's be honest, racist French accent. <laughs> and he's just caricature to the thing. And he keeps saying that there's a rest infestation. And I it's just want to say that is an honorable mention for me because it's hilarious. Uh, I, I I did really well that I haven't filled this list with Borderlands. So I think I deserve mm-hmm. a little like praise. So I haven't. What I'll or, do is I'll go into my what is that? Ten you are correct. Ten, so what I'm going to do is I'll go into my six because I never really spoke about my seven that much. Yeah, that's not a problem. I'm going to just try to not talk about Borderlands. So the next one. Now, I'm probably going to upset people because I haven't played this to the end, as we've already mentioned. And there's probably missions that are better. Okay. In Witcher 3, there is a level that I just will never forget to the day I die. Three. Are you going? To and I'm say... not saying it's even. I'm not saying I'll never forget it because the gameplay was so phenomenal. It's because it's etched in my brain. As is it the nightmare. bloody barons? Is it bloody it's barons? A bloody baron storyline. Yeah. Now, so you do it justice. You'll probably be better the one that goes through it all and does all the detail. I don't know if you remember it. Or do you want me to go through? Uh, it? No, I, I. Oh, yeah. That that's 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 very much seared. Um. So, I'll let you say what it is, and then I'll explain why I've I'm it. guessing you're on about the botchling. Yes. Yeah, so so you meet him. You have to meet him for the story. A big brummy king. For yeah. Him. First part, check for being a brummy. I just, for some reason, I love this, this big brummy bastard. So, yeah, so you talk to him. You get what you need, and then you can go back and start another one. And he, and he just wants you to find out, get his wife back. He's just saying... Get my wife back, she's gone. And then you dig a little deeper, and he was a bit abusive, and he didn't. And she left because she doesn't want to be with him. And then you bit you dig a little deeper and trigger warning sensitive issues. Uh it turns out that they had a he he beat her and she accidentally caused her to miscarriage. And yep. then and then it turns it's going to turn into a botchling. And you have to, you have the two ways of like stopping it turning evil, essentially. This, this poor fetus. And you either have to do like, it's like a, you either just straight up murder it or you do a ceremony to put it at peace. And if yeah. you choose the right one, you go off and you get some things and you do a nice ceremony. You follow a load of ghosts, effectively. Yeah. No one is remembering this mission for that storyline. But if you don't do that, it turns into a botchling, which is a horrific baby miscarriage that crawls at you and then turns into an absolute stacked goblin creature. That you if have to anybody find. here has not played Witcher and has no idea what to do, just Google Witcher 3 botchling. This level hit me um, and my wife, because she was watching me play it, hit us absolutely sideways because this thing is got to be the grossest thing in video gaming history so it's yeah it's a lubberkin if you don't if you do the nice way it's a nice lubberkin which is just a little ghost it's still a bit ugly 
but if you don't, then yeah, it turns to a botch. You're, thing, you're basically it? fighting a fetus that has just come out of the ground, and it is vile. That so like it starts as that and it crawls towards you, but then once you anger it, it, it turns even absolutely worse. roided. And I just remember this whole quest line just being, and the reason why I'm, I'm nominating it for a top level, it's very, it's very well done. It's very it, well done. It is very well done, and we're probably not doing it justice. But the way that it goes from it's just this bloke who had a bit too much to drink, who loves his wife, to actually know he's a bit of a dickhead, and oh my god, now he's what is he doing now? Oh my god, now he's lost his wife. Oh, we'll go and pay, and it just ra- unraveled in a way that. When you first rock up to that, when you first ever played a Witcher, you rock up to that Bloody Baron, there is not a million, one in a million chance you're going to guess how this is going to go. And it it throws you completely sideways. And it just, I always remember it. If someone says The Witcher 3 to me, that's the first thing I think of. I just, yeah. It's it's a level and a series of events that the gameplay is good because it's a good boss fight as well in that Mm. that graveyard. It's a good boss fight. I have to do a few. Sorry, if I'm wrong, correctly, I have to fight like a few. Um, and I've actually done both sides, and I didn't like the other version at all, really. Um, where you follow the ghosts, but it's just one of those things that is just instantly memorable to me. <laughs> okay, I I fully agree, and, with and that's why I put it in this as one of my. Um, which was a potential on my list, but it was the siege on Kermor and when the wild hunt, and you're all like you fend off the wild hunt in Kermor. Just yeah. as spoilers, um, is that at the end. It's not at the. I don't think it's not at the end. End. I think that's a bit further than like, I, though. I don't. It's like, so it's it's like at a midway point. So um, the wild hunt attack Kermor and you fight it. It's when Fingy dies. Yeah. My other Witcher one that I thought about is there's one where you go to like this really like dilapidated like shed and there's a werewolf in there and he's horrendous and he. Bats- uh, that's another quest where yeah, um, yeah. like a man and he's a man disappears and it turns out that his wife sister like i think he murdered his no so he was a werewolf that murdered his wife but he didn't know he murdered his wife but his wife's sister planned for him to do it so that she could be with him basically don't let your kids play the witcher it's a weird game phenomenal it's a great game though so yeah that was my number six again i'm not talking wax lyrical about it but it 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 is a great mission I'm not. I'm not doing this on purpose. I promise. But my six is also a game that you haven't played or played that I don't think you've got to this point. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, I I haven't got anywhere near as much. It's not. It's not. I've only really unlocked the first like god power. So it's not the finale. It is. I want to say halfway through. It's it's the turning point. So it's when you get back your original castle. Okay. The Huns are in your. Uh, the Huns are in your big off estate. They're in your castle, and they're full of it. And you have to find a way. And your uncle wants to just scrap them. Just wants to have a beef with them. Just wants to run in and have a traditional fight. But obviously, the whole story of Ghost of Shima is the conflict that arises between he was trained a samurai, but those ways don't work. So he has to like portray his code. And this is that point. So Jin Sakai says, nah, I'm going to sneak in and I'm going to poison all their grog, all their um, barrels of like ale and murder them. And he's like, you can't do that. That's unethical. That's not who samurai are. But you do it. So you're having this whole mission of like you sneaking through and out, poisoning all their things. And then your uncle bursts on in to have a scrap and all of the Huns are just poisoned and dead. 
and like the story that happens at that point because like before that because you're you, you was basically essentially going to die because you were only a little force your uncle's like oh, i'm, I'm going to adopt you i'm going to write a letter to the um the daimyo and say look i'm adopting you you're now my family you'll get all my blood and then this happens and like how emotional it is because obviously you've broke the code and your uncle's basically disowning you because now you've become the ghost you're doing you've gone full ninja shit and like the the story's good, the sneaking in, the mission's actually good, but like the weight of that bit, and that is that is quintessentially the turning point of that game. And it's it's so emotional and it's so well done. Cause like you choose to do your actions like you're doing this. Yeah. Oh, it See, it's unfortunately my list is probably void of all these kind of moments just because it's of the way masterful. I, the way, yeah, the way I um interpreted it, but I love moments like that. Yeah. I, uh, the, the, the heart, sorry, the heartbreak in your uncle's eyes when you when you notices that you've done it, and he now essentially has to like disown you or worse, you'd like tries to like arrest you because like yeah. you broke samurai code. It's like the scene where Joel and Ellie have a row in The Last of Us One in that house. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's just it's seeing two characters if you don't like just having a go at it because you know what I did was like essentially wrong essentially just mass poisoned yeah. people it's a but great I, game and it wasn't it was it, it was a toss-up between this and the final duel but i thought no i think this, this i think because because of the endorphins that run through your body when you kill a final boss it's very easy to think that they're the best oh do you not know but how it, this game ends it's do you not know what was else there's gonna no be the don't tell me because i'm not I'm not saying I will complete it, but I'm not not going to play it. I, I've still got it loaded. The it's other the option, room. the other option was the final boss and like the final duel, and that is anyone who played that will know what I'm on about, and I obviously I won't spoil it. But wow, what I mean is by that is not choosing the final mission all the time. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, always yeah. the best. It's just that you you know you've had and eight hours of excellent gameplay, or ten or eleven or twelve, twenty, fifty, hundred. When it crescendos into a big massive it's easy to be like Whoa. there's something about there's something as well about like because obviously at the end of the game you know you're in for a treat you know you deserve something you know it's going to mm. climax but just having like that midway point it just i knew stuff was going to happen obviously you know the story's going to have its like issues and but like it was just so heartbreaking and so like out of nowhere so good like, because you did it, like you did it, you poisoned them, and you felt good about it because you were this sneaky ass ninja, and ninjas are cool. But like the heartbreak in your uncle's face when you do it, yeah. stays with you, mum. Okay. You wanted to adopt you. You wanted to adopt you. No, we can't. No, we have to arrest you. And that just like triggers a whole bad, like, a whole shitload of bad events. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Does not go well. Okay. So what are we going to say? What's your... F- We're on five now? Oh, I'm getting through. Halfway through. Halfway through. Um, so, my number five is a... Um, it's a strange game because they're not really levels. But they are. And it was going to be um, the very last <laughs> song that you play on Guitar Hero 3. Through the Fire of Flames. Yeah, it was going to be that. But if I was going to... A weird one, but I'll allow it. If I was going to use 
this point in the list to do that kind of thing for a level. There is mm-hmm. not a world, there is not a second, there is not a nanosecond where I put Guitar Hero 3 over any Tetris connected level. <laughs> and originally, I I've, got be here, higher. I be higher. I've got here Tetris connected, Tetris effect, we're all connected, the mm-hmm. first song. That was going to be my mission. But that, honestly, I'm not doing myself justice if I put that there because I play, I, I promise you, I play Tetris Effect all the time. I will log it in and just play a mission. That is not the one I click ever. Do I always click. No. Oh. It's one that most people probably don't even know or play. I always, always pick Mermaid Cove. It oh. might not even be memorable to you. It's right. It's top right of the map. It's the in the second from last like section don't, of the game. Don't say that, like people who who are listening know Tetris Effect and its map. Oh, Mermaid Cove. I absolutely adore. I I I love Tetris Effect. I love it. If you don't know what it is, it's Tetris. <laughs> with effects now it's it was made for vr and i've played it in vr and love it in vr but i also love it with that and it's tetris where there's an amazing song to each single level and it also reacts to the way that you play the pieces and the soundtrack is phenomenal the so you might be triggering that you're in a sea and when you do thingy you start seeing whales coming out and you might see thingy the mermaid cove one is a, it's difficult which helps me because it's it's towards the end, so it gets up quite a speed. I, I'm not saying I'm. I don't think I've ever seen this one. I'm not saying I'm amazing. Uh, like I'm not saying I'm well beaten, but I can play Tetris. I'm I, I can play it to an okayish level. Um, so I, I don't like playing slow, and I just love this level. I love the aesthetics of it. I think the song's the best, and I just it's the one where it's all underwater and there's two mermaids swimming I've, either I've, side. I've never. Um, I don't think I've ever seen this one. I think the actual song might be like World of Colours or something. Because I think and it's too far for me. It's, it is right at the end. Yeah, um, I've never seen this one. And as much as I wanted to put It's All Connected, because I love that song, for not, I just genuinely, I genuinely load up Tetris once every other week, straight to Mermaid Cove and play that one. I just do. <laughs> I, I love it very, I get that. very much. And yeah, I, I honestly it. couldn't, I couldn't, justify myself not putting a top 10 levels of my favorite levels without one of the levels i've probably played the most in all of video gaming honestly so, i thought it would have been higher in my defense um it's hard it's hard not to put it high and to be honest these are in a 10 but you could you could move you this could 10 shift, round. shift them about you could move this 10 round and it depends what mood you're in i am as silly as it sounds always in a tetris mood and i know that's a weird <laughs> thing to many people but I just am. I will constantly load up my Switch thinking I'm going to play something else, and I always end up playing Tetris 99. I, it's just a game I go to on my own, and I just love it. It just don't know what it is. Those little Russians who made it years and years ago hit <laughs> for space training, training, wasn't it? It was to train astronauts, yeah. and I think, I think actually that to sell it to the Russian government. I think the Russian government owned Tetris. Um, which is probably the only downside to it, but it is. I love it, and as boring as that sounds, I couldn't have a list without it. So, Tetris Effect is my number five. Mermaid Cove. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, 
I don't think you would ever guess this. Oh, before we point. move on, what's your favorite right. Tetris effect level? Uh, either we're connected the in the fire god one. It's either yeah. we're connected or the fire god one. Okay. This kind of reminds me of um Sid the Sloth's music from Isaac. Probably the first one that gets semi difficult. Yeah. I think that so, will if you don't play Tetris, that will weed you out pretty quick, that one. But yeah, it's like um if you can play it's easy. It's a wall. It's it's one of the first like, walls that like normal people will get to. Yeah. Go on in. Sorry. So my 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 number five. They're going from a really cheery one to a, a very, very not cheery one. Oh, the war of mine. No. So the have you ever played uh underrated and very much passed over shooter called Spec Ops the Line? Yep. I know which so you know where I'm, so you know where I'm going. Yep, I do. White phosphorus. Yep. So Spec Ops the Line. You go oh, to I a ha- bit. Before you get there, I hadn't played it. It's so like infamous you that I it. downloaded PlayStation now yeah. just to play it because of I wanted to experience it. But yes, I have played it. So the lowdown is go to destroy Dubai to to capture a, a renegade colonel who's gone mad and is just doing loads of war crimes. At one point in the story, you take out some of the enemies, and there is a missile launching system for like a mortar system for white phosphorus, which is a real life thing. People probably know it. It's it's like it's fucking it's like napalm. Yeah, it's like it like it's like napalm. It's like basically white vapor that burns you from both the inside and outside. They have this oh hoo ha about should we use it? Because in front of them is a military outpost full of enemies. You've you've had a long battle. You take the easy way and you're like, yeah, we're gonna use it. So you do. And you are it's kind of similar to Eyes in the Sky, I think it's from that one card. When you're in the AC one thirty, it's just you're looking on the radar, so it's just white dots and you just you're just evaporating them. You just Death from above, I think it's called. Yeah, you're just wiping out ants off a map. Nothing about it. It's calm. You're doing it, you're enjoying it. And then straight after that, you rappel down and you walk through the base to which would have took you years to play. And you walk through the destruction and you 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 see like all the enemies on the floor burn. You start to feel a bit bad. And then you realize that it wasn't a military checkpoint. It was a refugee point. And you walk through and you see one of the most horrendous scenes in gaming of essentially is like a room, like it's like a marquee. And there's just must be like 200 civilians in there. Every one of them is just a charred corpse. And it is, they're like half burnt, melted to each other. And you just walk through at this cutscene looking at the destruction that you've done. And he is one of the most harrowing scenes I've ever seen. Like, oh, it's horrific. Honestly, like, it's horrific. Your squad mates are like in the background, like covering them out, like coughing, crying arguing with each other and it's like fades out and you just on your character's face just cutting backwards and forwards from so the main highlight is there's a I say highlight there's a woman melted grasping like a child in her arms both melted and you just I I am almost as as close to ever as to say it's too far nah it's, it's not because I understand like you need 
that kind of emotion and it, it's what makes video games up there with films but it's honestly that i'll never forget that image of her clutching that child it's right it's so like obviously you you don't think i almost about, tried like, playing this you don't think about like the like the the tonal dissonance that comes with games where like you cut scene like oh my god all lives are sacred and then it cuts back to cutscene and you're wiping out a small village of enemy soldiers you know what i mean like there is that tonal distance that disconnect but this game was like no you're, you're gonna have you're gonna have some connection you're gonna you're gonna do some shit and you're gonna feel for it and it's just i wouldn't let tash play this because when she if she'd done that and then saw that mother holding that child it would really mess her up it's, it's oh, really no, it, bad it's, it's very it, emotional it is awful you're a sick sick fuck for putting this on your list it, but it stuck with me. Like, it, oh, it's 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 one of the gaming. It's one of the only things that like you instantly wish you could go back. It's like the first time you ever watch uh, episode nine of Band of Brothers. Yeah, it's like you know, the only way that, it's um, it's it sticks with you. The only way I think it would be better is if it was an actual choice. So obviously you don't get the choice. It does it for you because obviously it wants everyone to, which is good. Everyone, but if. If it was your actual choice to do this, mm, I get what you're like, saying. Like, if you could yeah, not, I or like, I, I genuinely think then you'd need therapy. I think what it should have been is like, you have a choice, but if you click no, a little bit happens and it basically just forces you. Because I think if you actually made the choice of your own volition to do this and then you get met with essentially yeah. a mass grave of civilians, I, I just, I think it was one to... of the things that stuck with me. Oh yeah, it's. I knew that there was a really bad like morale choice level on Spec Ops Online that everybody spoke about, but I didn't actually know the ins and outs of it. So I played the game just to experience it, and kind of regretted it in terms of because it's horrific, absolutely horrific. So good, bro. You're it's, a sick yeah, It's so good. I will stick to Tetris Connected. Thank you very much. No, go and drop Tetris on civilians. You are. I hope you get cancelled. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm going to quickly shoehorn in another honourable mention. Okay. I'm out. I'm not. I'm not. I've got one more. It's the tedious of links, but you said the way that you play this was a bit like Death From Above. Mm -hmm. now, Death From Above is not my honourable mention, but the mission on Modern Warfare 4 where you're all gillied up. All gillied up. That's what the mission's called, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Is it? Mm -hmm. That mission where you're in the oh, mission where you Tavish and, and you shoot the um the sniper the shoot the Russian dude's arm off. Fantastic mission when you first play it. It blew my mind. I just oh it. yeah, it didn't well, make my list. He, and the reason the strong contender though. The next game on my list, my number four, is a first-person shooter. That is mainly for multiplayer, but does have a story mode. And on this story mode, they have many levels, but there's one level better than most. Titanfall 2. The back in time one. Cause and effect. Yeah. Jump in between. Have you got it on your list? Nope. The jumping between levels and your jumping between time frames. That's what you are, isn't it? Back in time. Yeah, so... Yeah, you go back to before the like facility you are is completely ruined. And you get so you're through the mission, you get the 
is it a glove or is something it's something like that an allows you? It's an upgrade for your um. It's little, an upgrade for your, your hand, isn't your, it? Your little wrist watch. And you could basically, as Josh said, go back and forth in time from before the war, after the war. And you have to do this to basically puzzle your way out of some scenarios, mm-hmm. which is great. Oh, this bridge so like, is broken. Back yeah. in time, you go through the bridge. Now the door's closed because the security camera's on. Go back in forward in time where it's a wreck. Go through the door. Fantastic. Great little gimmick. But where it really makes the level is the fighting. So you're fighting effectively the creatures, the dinosaurs, the monsters. They're all jumping at you. And if you're getting overwhelmed, you can just quickly flick the thing and you're back into the thing. Yeah, but now, oh my God, now you're in the middle. Now yeah. you're in the middle of a, an actual warfare where there's people shooting at you. So you've got to flick between fighting dinosaurs and fighting things. And it works as good as you can imagine. It. I genuinely play Titanfall 2 because somebody told me how good that level was and I wasn't disappointed when I got there. Oh, no, it is like... So like I think Titanfall 2 has amazing story oh, all the way through. There's loads oh, of levels. Awesome. I don't know what the level's actually called, like cause and effect, but there's a level where you go into some sort of factory and you're jumping up the levels as it's moving. Um, it's fantastic. It's like real. It's like rebuilding a... It's like a factory that's building like a hologramic like test site, isn't it? Yeah, that mission. Yeah. It's when you fight Ronan, the Titan at the end. But no, so like yeah, you're free running and like you'll you'll press it to like dip back in time. It's a lot like the classic, the cult classic Singularity on PS3. Yeah, do you remember oh, Singularity? I do. I just think that level is oh 100%. It's got a gimmick, but it it gimmicks it in such the perfect way. The mission I played that mission so many times. Do you know what almost got my um. It's actually mad how much singularity is exactly like that level, bro. Do you know what almost got a shout for me, but I couldn't realistically put it in here? What? Because it would be the most stupidest thing ever to put in you. The time trial for training at the start of Titanfall 2. Oh, the gauntlet. The gauntlet almost made it because I genuinely played that so much to shout. So it's just seconds. Oh, yeah. if I run up here and hit this and throw a grenade here, I'll kill him and then... I, I love that little What's cute about you know? that is you're doing all that and you're hitting, you're still posting like a two minute time. Oh, yeah, there's people who can do it in seconds. Oh, no, people, I think the fastest is like 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely to, ridiculous. Oh, you have yeah. to grenade jump yourself from the very start. Yeah, you, have, I, I, you, have, you do a complete circuit and then after doing that complete circuit, you slide back to reset it and then grenade jump yourself off. Then people enjoy that, so fair enough. Oh, but not for me. That, I can't imagine if it wasn't that. that that almost got a shout, but cause and effect. I just think it's a fantastic. It's well known for being a fantastic yeah, level. But I, think, I think for a reason, and I didn't want to just be caught of what everyone else does. But I've also put Streets of Rage in here and Time Splitter, so obviously I'm not. But cause and effect does deserve to be on here. So, just outside of the top three is, in my opinion, the best level from one of the overall greatest campaigns in video game history. Mm-hmm. This is locomotion from Uncharted. Yep. Oh my god. Now I have played Uncharted 2. I replayed missions to the point of like I knew them off by hand. So it was this one. And this isn't the thing. When I think of Uncharted 2, this isn't the thing I think of. I don't know how it isn't. It's the thing I think of, but it's not the level I think of. So between me, it's a toss up between this one. And scale in the hotel. See, no, not for me. It's the tank in Tibet. 
Nah, nowhere near as good as Locomotion. So Locomotion is obviously the one that takes part entirely on a train. Not only the technical genius, because obviously it goes on forever. Oh, it's a great, fantastic what, machine. Like, it basically oh, takes my time splitters level and times it by 100. Yeah. It's because I used to play it because when you completed Uncharted 2, you then could play the game again with modifiers and skins. So I would play it as like different characters. It made no difference, but playing the game as like as Lazarevich or Finn just made me feel better. But like, so it starts pretty rudimental. You're just going off trains through like bamboo forests and stuff. And then you can go on top of the car, watch out for signs. Classic. Then you go into the mountains. Then you fight an Apache helicopter by using the tanks that are on the freight train. Then half the train gets destroyed by said helicopter and it like rolls and that's cinematic where it like flips and nearly lands on you, gets hit by the stops by the tunnel. Um, and then you goes back to close quarters. Then you get portrayed, and then obviously it leads back to the greatest opening in video game history. Like this level, this is the highest level level on my list. I'm pretty sure. I don't think. Yeah. So, every, oh no, it's not. I take that come back. It's a complete lie. But I just, I like you are playing on train characters, which obviously aren't big, and it's just a straight line. But what they do with it is amazing. But and the sense of speed and dread and spectacle and cinematic flair, and the fact that you go through different scenes like. You start in that forest, and again, rudimentary, pretty simple. You are hanging off the side of a train. But then you go to the Alps, and it gets more explosive and bombastic. Then it goes back to more intimate. Oh, it is. It's a great level. It is a great I, level. I can't wax lyrically enough about it. Oh, I, yeah. It's, it's probably one of the best levels in the game. I, I completely agree. I in completely my opinion, agree. there's only one that beats it, which is coming up soon. It is very good. Uncharted 2 is amazing. I actually, as much as I prefer, as much as, much as I probably prefer Last of Us as a game, because I love Last of Us, mm. because we had the remaster, I would rather Uncharted 2 got the remake treatment. So they're remaking 4 and I don't want four. Legacy for PC. I don't want, I don't want those. I know, no, no I don't want, want, I don't want them remaking them for PC. I want them to remake them like the level of detail they've done in the new Last of Us. But the thing is, yeah. Uncharted 2. And even Uncharted 1. Uncharted 1 probably needs it the most. Oh, God, yeah, the gameplay on Uncharted 1's all. So that's what I would have liked. Um, okay. So is it my number three now? Yeah, it's your number three now. Okay. So before I get into it, I'm going to go into an honourable mention. Jesus, um, how many of them do you have? Quite a few when I actually thought <laughs> about it. Um, so I love games with levels. Mm. I think my boy Sonic has been mentioned, but I think Mario does levels better. And depending on all the games, there's so many different levels that you could think of that are so iconic. And I haven't included any of these, but I just wanted to shout out. You genuinely could throw a dart into the sea of any Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 levels, and you're going to find a fantastic level. It's mm. going to be well thought out, well designed, fun, kooky. I mean, especially Galaxy 2. Galaxy yeah. 2 had some phenomenal 
phenomenal levels. But I didn't want to choose those. What I actually did was choose another mascot who I've mentioned before on multiple game, multiple co- podcasts. He's a man who loves a level. And you, he, he even starts in the central area and have to pick which level you want to play. Crash Bandicoot. It's Crash Bandicoot. And I don't know why. Is it my favourite level on Crash Bandicoot, this one? Probably not my favourite, but it's immediately the first level I thought of, and it's just... Crash Bandicoot, is it? It's on the second one and the third one. It's the third one I mainly remember it from. And it's... Most of the time, you can substitute most things. It's Hogroid, it's Polar Bear, it's all of those, but the one Mm -hmm. I mainly remember is when you're Coco, as on a tiger, on the Great Wall of China. I just love this mission. Um, Trying to get all the boxes, you're jumping up into the Sometimes you jump on the little ramp to get into the... No, sometimes you jump on there and there's no boxes they were under. Oh, yeah. Foolish. But yeah, I just think that mission and trying to do those on the time trial, just the first mission I thought of when I caught Crash Bandicoot. I, and, I immediately thought of that one as well when I was trying to guess which one he meant. And I think you just... You'd play those levels over and over again to, to get the time trial, then to get the golden time trial, to get all the boxes, to find the secret bits. I don't do that. Um, that's the way you're supposed to play Crash Bandicoot. Um, there's many, many missions that I really enjoy on Crash Bandicoot. I don't really like the scuba diving ones, no. but the Egyptian levels where you're going through the pyramid, the ones where you're running away. The only other one I could think of is where you're running away from the big boulder because I think that's just as iconic. I also instantly thought of the one where you ride and run away from a dinosaur. That's kind of like dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, so you're running away from dinosaurs. There's ones I where... Yeah, when you're in the sewers and you're hanging off the thing, off the mesh above you, and you you happen to crawl, there's loads that you could think of. Oh, hundred percent. There's the one where they turn you into a frog when he catches you and they kiss you. There's the night level. Just, That's the first level, isn't it? Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I can instantly now just close my eyes and think of all of the different theme tunes to all of the different levels. Crash Bandicoot, could, you, you could probably do top ten levels of Crash Bandicoot quite oh, easily. Easily. Um, I just think they add platforming down to perfection and it's my highest platformer, strangely enough, because I love things like Ori, but I specifically didn't put that in here because I've spoke about so much. Celeste, I love Celeste, but I couldn't... You can never differentiate. uh, There's so minimal little bits. I just couldn't really pick one bit. The one thing I will say actually about Celeste is right at the very end, there's like a tier bit where you're going up and up and up to the very very last little bit where you've got to do that bit was really hard and really enjoyable um but yeah i just couldn't really pick a certain bit same with guacamole guacamole i just couldn't i couldn't um i couldn't actually pick a specific bit so crash bandicoot as coco on the tiger is just an iconic fantastic crash bandicoot level and if anyone's listening if you think there's a better Crash Bandicoot level, let me know. I also consider Spyro in this part, but I just prefer Crash over Spyro at me. <laughs> I'm sure people will. But Mario Galaxy was my honourable mention at this point because I feel like they're interchangeable, these two. I just... Nostalgia one, I suppose. Yeah. So, I'm on my third. Yep. Yep. Uh... This trying to not like 
I'm trying to not get hyperbole about this, but you you'll understand when you understand what it is. It's hard for me to talk about Monster Hunter World. Okay, without going on forever. I could make this entire podcast every week about Monster Hunter World and never forget about things to say. However, it has well, Iceborne does have one of the greatest levels, because it is a level, a quest is a level, essentially. It's called Fate of Black, and you hunt Fatalis. Now, you've never, you've not seen this, you've never done this. I played a lot of Monster Hunter yeah. World. Yeah, so you played I've a lot not... of World. I've not played Iceborne, and the reason so, I've not played Iceborne is we've got to the Elder Dragons on the first one. On the base and, I said, and I said, when we complete the Elder Dragons, we'll move on. But then we kind of dropped out of it. Would oh, I like yeah. to go back and fight that Elder Dragon? The first you said that I've not even fought the best one. The first one I fought was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Exactly. So this is what I'm trying to say. So you have fought. Oh, I'm again. I'm not going to go into the law, but you have fought an Elder Dragon, which is like the what best. one have I fought? You were for um, Kushala de Aura, That's which is the wind. wind dragon. So they're like here, so they're an A, and then there's like higher ones than that, which are like S tiers, and then above that, there's S pluses, which are black dragons, which are essentially gods. And now Fatalis is like the god of gods, but he's, and you fight him in this last one, and the arena the music, how difficult it is, and everything about a boss fight is perfect in this level. Genuinely. The intro is masterpiece. He's like, he's not this like, the great thing about Fatalis looks, he's not this, someone something that can get silly, it's powerful ones look like powerful dragons, like they get a bit silly, but Fatalis is just a standard dragon. Like he's just, as basic of a dragon as you get. He just has a really long neck, four legs, dragon. But I just, the boss fight, the music. So you'll do damage, you'll land, you'll fight him normally, you'll do damage. And then when you hit damage thresholds, he'll fly up, he'll blanket the entire um, area in fire. And you have to run to this area where there's this giant like metal shield. And he will melt through that but like you'll be safe and then you do this a second time where like you won't be on like a siege barricade but like it's not a boss fight it's a full-on event so the whole thing is like this dragon will literally end the world so like, it is a whole like the the fate of the world is on this fight and it's on like your party of war to kill this dragon and it's just perfection i i, I can't say much more than that like as a boss fight it has everything you want has spectacle, the music, the difficulty, the teamwork. Like, this is a genuinely solid... I know people have soloed it now, but that's because give enough people enough time and people will do everything solo, no hit, naked, using a banana and a bloody Guitar Hero controller. But, like, oh, again, I know Monster Hunter isn't, like, massively known. And I know we might not have a lot of people that understand it, but if there are listeners out there that play Monster Hunter and play Monster Hunter World and a Fort Fatalis, you know what it is. It is like, it's weird. It's something to be proud of. It's an accomplishment. I fought and killed Fatalis because not only do you have to do a lot to get there, like the, 
I'm ner- I've killed him now like two, three times. And I'm nervous every time I fight him. Every time. I love how passionate you are about Munson. I love it. I would like to say now on the podcast, but forgetting that we're on a podcast to you now, I am, after this, going to re-download World. <laughs> we will beat the Elder Dragons and then we will go into Iceborne because... Have you, have you seen it? I, I have. Yeah. I just looked at it. That isn't the reason. One, you got me with how much you spoke about it then. <laughs> Again, no spoilers for next week, but this will be in my top 10 co-ops of all time. I might not have played as thousands of hours a month, but I've played enough months on the world to know. I've played it a lot, really, with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you've you put a day into months on the world, like, officially. Like. It's, it's one of my favourite experiences I've ever had with you. I never wanted to play it, didn't like it to start with, but then I got over that hook and loved it. But the main reason is, um, I never mentioned it in what I've been playing, but when I, I went to Spain last week, and the whole plane there, I just played Monster Hunter Rise. Did the you? Whole, yeah, the whole, <laughs> the whole way there, um, fighting baboons and all sorts. Um, yeah, um, it took me so long to get back into it. But yeah, I, we need something to play, the two of us. I'm going to play this again, because um, I would never have included it in this list anyway, because I'm going to save it for the boss fights, but genuinely, I'm giving away all my future list. Yeah, that's fine. The first time we fought that Elder oh, Dragon God. Wind, I was blown away. I so you, so, so let me like put into perspective. So if I was ranking those two fights, Fatalis is an S plus, and Kashara Deora is like a D. Really? Not even that because it's not like. But compared to what I played, that was so oh, yeah. good. Yeah, but like when I tell you this now, like when I say this again, I don't, don't forget we put we put like four hours just farming a Toby Kadachi. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't say this again, not to just like just to say it, but when I say I genuinely believe with every part of my being that Monster Hunter World is a game of a generation and it is one of the highest points that gaming has ever got. I mean that. I think it is one. I think it is up contender for the greatest game of all time. I genuinely you're, believe that. You're not the only one with that opinion. I know a few people who have that opinion on on uh, it, other podcasts and stuff that I listen to. I'm not is, as high on it as you, but I do uh, believe it's when it's on song and you're fighting the way that they, whoever's in charge of creating these monsters and the way they move, understand the animals so well. It's, I'm not even, it's so yeah, I haven't even talked about the law, like. I've, I've managed to hold myself back. But the fact that Fatalis in law kills hunters, melts them, and then lies on them to make to cover up his weak point. Mm-hmm. But you can't... If you wear his armor, you go mental wearing it, and it will give you a debuff, but also a massive buff. Mm. Like, it... I can't wait. And I'd like, I hope we do get to it, because I... Like, I feel like everyone should experience it. I, I would really genuinely. I would. I, I saw Iceborne the other day and thought about buying it, but I would genuinely like to just. Yeah, we'll put it over the finish line. Yeah, get yeah, over the finish line because we got so many far into it. No, I agree. It's a great choice. Uh, I can see. I I thought you'd put it up in here. To be honest, yeah, I don't. I can't make a list without it. So that was your number three. That was number three. Annoyingly, I didn't want to put any co-ops in my game because yeah. we're going to talk about them. We are next week. I can't not put this in. Okay. Uh, unfortunately. 
Uh, I'm not going to speak loads and loads and loads about it because next week it will feature in my top co-ops of all time. I'm not saying where it will be, but uh, it will be in there. Is this what um, I think? So this, you don't like this game, really? Oh, okay, thank God. Um, so it's going to be a takes two. No. Okay. Um, I have got that as an honourable mention, but I'm not going to mention it. I'm going to yeah, save that for next week. I will get. Um, Rom- yeah. I will romantically talk about it takes to. So we'll talk about that next week in the mm-hmm. in the in the co-ops. This game is a co-op that well you can play it solo, but I experienced it co-op, and it's one of the greatest gaming experiences in my entire life. And it, I played it with my wife. You don't like it as much. Other people I know love it, and it's Portal Two. I adore Portal Two. I don't get it. The writing is perfection it's hilarious the gameplay is satisfying it's so clever it's if you think this will work it will work using the momentum for the gravity working your way through all of the puzzles you don't really like puzzles i I, love i I think that's the only i think that's obviously it's i'll say the only reason it's a big issue i don't like puzzle games so that's immediately portal 2 is just a no to it yeah I love figuring out. I love figuring out a puzzle, and I loved figuring out all of the puzzles of Portal Two. It's been so long since I played Portal Two, I've genuinely considered buying it again and doing it again with Tash because I don't think we've forgot it. I think we'd have forgot enough that we could actually have to figure it out again because it's. I just loved it, and I haven't even mentioned what level I've. I've just been speaking about Portal Two. The bit I love the most is there's a bit in Portal 2 where Gladys, who's the main robot from the first one, she's waking up, and as Mm -hmm. she's waking up, everything's all going to shit, and it's just a great piece of event. And I don't want to say too much, because I don't want to ruin it, just play Portal 2. If you've never played Portal 2 and you love puzzles, Portal 2 is so good. It is two-player co-op perfection. Um, I've... So... I've always read that it's such a good game to get people into gaming into first person. So I do want to do it. I don't know how Lucy feels about puzzle games, but like I've seen loads of people because obviously you control people at first person control is quite hard for some people. But obviously there's no enemies, there's no real rush unless you get to like the eight later and you can just slowly control it, slowly pan it, shoot. A Nine times out of ten, you've got to put a portal in a certain place. Yeah. At a, but later on you've got to put a portal in a certain place at a certain time yeah and that's then, a few hours in so you should have they, they it, will have yeah, yeah. but in the co-op part it's not just you've got to put a portal in a certain place you've got to put a portal in a certain place at a certain time and so is your partner mm-hmm. for you to be able to get through and when that comes off and especially if you've been on it for a little while i don't ever remember getting stuck too much on portal 2 like uh, it was never hours but if you've been struck on something for 10 minutes and you're thinking what's going on then you figure it out then you pull it off or even if you figured it out but it's quite difficult to pull off mm-hmm. and then you think oh this is hard well, some, and yeah, then, some missions are like that aren't they some are and like, then you yeah it's, it's easy to do like you just gotta when you get the speed gloop it gets more like yeah, yeah you gotta speed up then you've gotta get enough pace into the portal that when you come out from up there you gotta land onto there when you pull it off Oh my god, it's so good. I understand it from like a like a game. How should I say it? Like, I understand it from like the effect it's had on gaming and it is like held up there in the highest of regards. But 
uh, from a personal opinion, because I don't like puzzles and I hate games when they put puzzles in. It's just a no from me. Oh, and it's genuinely hilarious. It's so funny. I get that. It's got, like, and the Stephen bit where Gladys, where the, Gladys is waking up and Stephen Merchant's like talking in your ear, yeah. dropping jokes off. That whole bit, you, you're doing it at a bit of a pace. That whole bit is... She, um, she keeps trying to bribe you to jump to oh, Chef's kiss. Chef's yeah. kiss. I, I didn't want to put it in because I didn't want to bring it forward from next week's The Conversation. It's the level was that good. It, I couldn't help it. Um, and people are probably just listening to me now, thinking there's no point tuning in next week because Dan's just put <laughs> two as his top court game. But yeah, but they don't know mine. Ne- uh, don't. Without spoiling it, Portal Two will be in there, but it isn't my top court game of all time. I know. So. What, see, it's weird. I I know what my top court game is, and I'm gonna have to try and find and like remember stuff to fill out the rest. It's weird that I'm going into a top 10 only knowing one. Oh, no. I struggled with this list that we're doing today, to be honest. I I actually struggled. I've already got my co-op games, and I've had to bat out so many. I struggled to narrow it down. There's so many that I wanted to put included. I had about 30 of moments and stuff like that on my list, on my phone. We haven't even talked about the ending of Last of Us, the start of Last of Us, like stuff like that. No. But this, it isn't Last of Us, my next one. I... I waxed quite lyrically and got quite like romantic about months and then I realised I'm about to do it for my next two. Okay. Because the next two are also games entirely close to my heart. So for number two, this is the last level. So in this is the greatest level of gaming. It's Mass Effect 2 Suicide Mission. You know everything I said about Guardians of the Galaxy? Mm-hmm. It's that, but cranked to 11, because depending on what you did do or what you didn't do in the story, you, it is how it affects that. It's people like crewmates die. Yeah. If you didn't do this or get enough shields, I remember playing it, and I didn't, because obviously you know me, I do a lot of stuff, but I don't do like the tedious extra stuff. So I had done all the companion quests, which increased their survivability. But I didn't do like upgrading my ship. So but hang on before we get that. Out. So basically, you assault the big alien ship to wipe out the threat to Earth. And it's it's called like the suicide mission. And you go there with a crew of like 15. And depending on what you do in the game, people can die. So I did everyone's crew missions. I was best friends with everyone, made really good decisions. We go in there, and I remember the first thing happening is I take a direct hit from a spaceship. My shields aren't good enough blows a hole in my ship, a girder like slices through jacks and uh kills someone else. And I was just like, um shit. And from there it was just a downward spiral. I remember someone Liara tried opening a door, she got wiped out. And I think by the end of it, I think only three Commander Shepard and three of my squad mates survived. And it was and that was all entirely on what you what I did because of what I did. So you can play that and that yeah. not happen. No, so you can. So there is an achievement to get every everyone survive that mission. Wow. And obviously, the mission itself is phenomenal, and there's so many good scenes because it's literally the last mission. Like it's climactic as hell. But it's almost better going into it a second time because you are gearing up and you like shit. Like you almost don't think anyone's going to die the first time you do it. Yeah. Or you go in thinking maybe one or two will be pre-scripted to die. But going in with the knowledge that, have I done enough? 
Have I upgraded my shields enough? Should I just should I just go back and and do two more things just to make sure? And then you just go through like, okay, survive this hit. Okay, we survived that hit. Okay, Liara, get the door open. Okay, she's got the door open. But quickly shut the door. And it's oh, and then on top of that, obviously you've got incredible game where you're like you're fighting through this whole enemy ship. I think it's to plant a bomb or something like that. And then you have to fight your way out of the collector ship. And it's got like dramatic music. But obviously, this is like hours into an RPG. So every one of these people that are potentially dropping around dying like flies, I've spent time with them. I've done their personal missions and I've either angered them or saved their lives. And like I got close to some of them, but then I did others. So like when Jax died, I didn't really care because I didn't really like Jax. But if Garrus got hurt, I would have just fully paused the game there and started it again. Like nothing happens to my man Garrus. Like nothing. And people will be like that for like loads of people, like loads of people, like like um forgot her it's, name. Ashley's the only one that no one likes, isn't it? Uh Ashley and Kieran, I think his name is something like that. They like people don't like them, but people really like the Geff, not the Geff girl, the the Quarian girl with the mask, I forget her name. People like them, but like everyone has their own favourites, and mine is Garrus. Like if anything happens Garrus to him. Is cool. Yeah, I was, I've, I was, I've never played it, but he's a cool dude. Like, oh, I've, seen, like, I've seen your statues and your posters, yeah. and I know who he is. His mission uh, where you um you first recruit him, and there's an entire there's like so when you first recruit him, like four mercenary bands have banded together just to kill him, to get the bounty on his head, and he's just just chilling, like fighting him off this bridge. But yeah, that whole mission, and again, it's all so people have played it, people know what I'm on about. But it's this weird, it's. Again, it's everything Guardians of the Galaxy did, everything wrapping back around, but the fact that I have player agency and the fact that my choices genuinely did matter, like it's it's so good but so bad at the same time, because if you did rush through it, yeah, you get out with pretty like you I don't know about you, because I feel like if you played it, you would want to do everything and get all the side quests, but I don't know if The problem is with me is if I get into a game, I'll get into a game and doing everything. Um, but the problem space is with Mass Effect, there's so much to do. Oh, I haven't got that time anymore. And it's space. I know you've missed out on two masterpieces because of space. Yeah, it's not necessarily because space hasn't stopped me playing Mass Effect. Because I would play it, I wouldn't not play it just because of space. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I just right now haven't got the time for that kind of commitment. I, if I don't think I will ever be playing a open world, big, massive adventure mm-hmm. fully all the way through completed. I don't think I'll be playing them again, really, to be honest. I think... It'd be very rare anyway if I do, because I just... I don't have that kind of time. I genuinely could have filled this entire list of Mass Effect moments. No, of course you could have. And it was... But that is just the epitome of it. Like, again... I try not to get so romantically about it, because again, I'll just talk forever. And I'll talk a lot more about number one. Well, yeah. And you've already gone over Mass Effect in episode yeah. one. Yeah. But so. yeah. Everyone knows it. Everyone who knows it played it has known it. Okay. Oh, so, so, so my, my number one. Now, <laughs> I'm going to say a lot of things about this game, and I'm going to name two or three moments, but they're not the actual moment I'm picking. Okay. I'm excited. So, now. so big ones. Yeah, this is it. This is the big one. It's not going to be no surprise to anybody, um, but it is. I absolutely adore. adore Last of Us 1 and 2. Yep. Love them to death. And I knew that was going to be number one. 
And I was really struggling. What do I pick? And people are going to hate me. But I don't get the hate at all on Last of Us 2. And yeah. um, I think Last of Us 2 was a fucking masterpiece. I it's thought it so was weird. I have so no weird. idea why it got the hate. Yeah. It's, it's not even that people think it's a masterpiece and people think it's okay. It is literally, you either think it's the masterpiece that it is, yeah. or you downright think it's unplayable trash. So, I loved it. And I'm like everybody else, I wasn't massively a fan of Happen to be Abby because I didn't like her. Mm-hmm. But I actually ended that one on Abby's side, and I know I'm rare in that, but I genuinely did. And I did not want Ellie to kill Abby at the end, and I didn't want Abby to kill Ellie at the end, and that's what made it fucking brilliant for me. Watching these two people that I genuinely really loved fighting yeah. each other, that I didn't want to get hurt. I didn't want any of them to get hurt, and it was fucking brutal. Oh, and God. I really, really wanted to put that moment in the water as my ultimate gaming moment, and it probably is. It really genuinely is. I back that. However, because I was going from gameplay, I changed it last minute and went for the ending of Last of Us 1. Fighting through the hospital to get to Ellie. However, that's what's right now. If if I could share my screen to the world, you would see Last of Us, end of 1. It says, Last of Us, end of 1, great gameplay, fight to save Ellie. Open bracket, any moment in Last of Us is fucking brilliant. (laughs) <laughs> loads of, it also then says there's loads of good bits in, in the second one. The two girls fighting is probably one of my ultimate favourite games in thinking. However, as we're speaking about this now, I genuinely am torn between changing and just having the two girls and having a moment because you're having moments. Or if I'm just going on a game pace. Yeah, the gameplay of that last level is class because you go yeah, through yeah. like... Uh, it is. Yeah. But if I was going to pick a gameplay bit from two, I mean, come on. The village on fire. The, the whole village getting ambushed. Um, it's yeah. fucking unreal. I've swore a lot just in this last bit of Last of Us. But it's because I feel that... It annoys me that people don't see it as the masterpiece it is. Just that, because of... Honestly, I, I just want Last of Us 1 and Last of Us 2. Technically, you could put God of War on here and just say that... Mm-hmm. Mo- the whole game doesn't break a thing, so it's all one level. So I'm putting that yeah. whole level. I genuinely could put Last of Us 1 and 2 just first. and. I'm not going to do that because it, it makes the list invalid. I'm going to pick a, a, a leveled slash moment. Oh, I'm going to make you pick one, yeah. Oh, I think for gameplay, I'm going to go gameplay because my list is on gameplay. So it's between the hospital fighting in Last of Us 1 mm. to get to Ellie and it's the village invasion in 2. you got to pick one, brother. I mean, I I'm think... going to stick my list. I'm going to go Last of Us 1, the very I've, end. I've got that as an honour. I'm going to fight in for, to get to Ellie. However... For actual gameplay, the village scene where it's so brutal and you're fighting everyone, and everyone's yeah. getting killed. But Mo and then Lev's involved and all that. But for yeah. it is for good. moments, I how just uh, sorry, I'm just gonna have a bit of a rant now. But how does people <laughs> tell me Last of Us Two isn't a good game? I don't know. Do you know, I'm gonna just name just a couple of things, just a couple without thinking. But the ending of the two girls fighting each other, <laughs> then you just don't get it. The the bit where you stab that girl and she's pregnant. You stab her and then she, you step back and she's pregnant. The first time Ellie and Abby fight and she's about to choke her out. Yep. And the Lev stops her. Uh, no, and, 
No, she goes to stab Dina. She goes to cut Dina's throat. The bit where the, the just before that bit, and then they get shot, and then you think Tommy's been shot. I, I you haven't even mentioned Rat King. Rat King. I'm just. And you're getting over a fear of heights, like on the crane. Yeah, the the bit with her arm and her arm gets completely yeah. mashed. The forest, the forest, the whole forest bit where she's getting hung and Lev saves her, and it turns around. And she turns like, a, and she's like a Terminator, and they run out of that pitch black woods. Yeah, bro. The whole I, reveal his dad. I don't get, I don't the whole get reveal about his dad. The gameplay, the graphics, I, I the moments. I actually think I prefer Last of Us Two to Last of Us One. Oof. The realization it's him. I think if I had to apps, oh, I don't know. Because last of us one's I won't make it. I won't last make it. Okay. No, I'm gonna go for. I'm not doing I'm moments. I've used my whole list as gameplay, so I'm gonna do gameplay, and I'm gonna just edge. Hospital scene, fighting to get my little girl Ellie. I get oh, that. actually, no. I, I don't know if I prefer two to one because I, if you name all the moments in one. We could do a podcast on Last of Us 1 and 2. From a gameplay moment level, it's the gameplay element of fighting through the hospital to get to Ellie. Okay. But if you don't like Last of Us 2, please come on the podcast and, and tell me your views. Honestly, I genuinely, I'll let you in because I don't get it. I genuinely don't get it. It's a masterpiece. It's an absolute fucking masterpiece. And I, I know people have some political standpoint against some parts of it, but I don't really get that either. They don't like that you play as a big ass girl. Oh, they. Oh, we, we haven't even fucking mentioned Joel getting battered. Yeah, people don't that, like that. that. That would be one. Yeah. Oh no, they killed. Joel. Oh, sorry. What did you want? Joel them to do? deserved it. I'm saying it right here on this podcast to every listener. Joel deserved it. He was not good. He murdered in a hospital full of people to stop a cure. Now, yes. The cure might not have worked because they were literally not even doctors. They were incompetent people in hospital. Fair enough. And I probably would have done the same. But you can't then say Joel, Joel would have didn't have the right to kill all of those doctors. Ah. No way. If the doctors were doing it to Ellie beyond Ellie's wishes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Joel's, but Ellie wanted it. Yeah, right. But Joel's a good person. Joel deserved to die. But even if so, even if Joel was a good person and they still killed him. So what? That's the direction they've gone in. That doesn't make it a bad game that you don't like the direction it's gone in. But I can't believe people moan how big Abby is. I love the fact that she's an absolute unit. Like you go from playing as like little tiny Ellie, and then you get Abby, and she's like suplexing people. Some women are hench. Fact. Playing Abby makes me feel like playing. I'm playing Henry Cavill. Like that's how I feel Henry Cavill would play. Abby. People. Abby has dedicated her life. To be, be a machine, yeah. to be a machine to get Joel. That's yeah. why she's wham. She's, she's a soldier. She has dedicated her life to get Joel. She's not. She's not stupidly bloody Iranian Hulk big. She's just a muscular woman. Oh, she's wham. But she's people also... don't like Lev being being um um trans. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to say the wrong thing. Gen- trans. No, she's uh, yeah, gender dysphoric. And yeah, but it made. It those make... problems, those problems don't go away just because you're in a pandemic. It may completely in a in a apocalypse, not a pand- an apocalypse, especially when civilization has been going on for a while. Last of Us Two is a fucking the, masterpiece. The story narrative of Abby conflicting. She is now understanding an enemy that she didn't understand within Lev and the scars. 
but she's also using that to understand because obviously mm. she doesn't understand Ellie. And it's just if, the layers to it. Yeah, there's layers on layers on layers. And if I'm actually, if I was doing it like you and just going for actual moments, I think with a bullet, it would be the, the girls fight in the war at the end because it's have you, absolutely have you amazing. seen? Have you seen the girlfriend reviews video on Last Buster? Yeah, uh, it's hilarious, and she's like, people hate it because they think it's shoddy writing because a revenge tale didn't end in revenge, and like she just goes, she's like, okay, how come Frodo gets all the way to the ring and doesn't throw the ring yet? And she does like fifteen thousand like things, and people just bypass it because they like Lord of the Rings. She doesn't get revenge because she's grown as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like Frodo walks three films to the ring and throw the ring in Mordor, gets the end, and doesn't want to throw the ring in. I just, honestly, I don't get it. I, I just was tearing my hair out because I genuinely didn't want Ellie to die and I didn't want Abby to die either. And I was sitting there, went, if anyone asks me how good Last of Us is, I'll tell you this, this is how I always describe it. Is Last of Us 1 and 2 is one of my wife's favourite video games of all time and she's never played any of them. Yeah, she just watched it. She's watched them both. Um, she wants to play them, but she just, she's got everything she needs from it because it's, it's a masterpiece, and I can't wait for the series. I hope I they do it justice. Can't wait, bro. Um, you heard Joel's voice. Joel's voice is spot on. But I just don't think. I think the end. The only other bit I really like as well is yeah. after the girls fight. Is the bit when Ellie gets back and she's got no fingers and she realizes what she's done. It hits so we hard. Haven't even, we haven't even talked about when she starts singing "Take on Me." Yeah, or the conversation between Joel afterwards when she's like, can I hope you forgive me? And she's like, I can try. Or when Ellie's um, going to space. It that's, makes that's beautiful. It makes me genuinely tear up. When she goes to space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's woven in all these masterpiece bits is gameplay that's phenomenal. In it's graphics, good. that is outstanding. Oh, all oh, the graphics are far none. So, yes. I'm... Um, picking for my favourite level for gameplay wise getting back Ellie sorry I've, you fun. wax lyric in like poetry and I've just got really angry at people I'm about to do it I'm in Last of Us for no reason really I'm about to do it again because as I agree it's beautiful I instantly thought of this when I thought moments and I knew it was one and there was never anything I would beat it it is the microwave tunnel scene from Metal Gear Solid 4. Have you seen it? Do you know what I'm on about? No, I don't. So, Metal Gear Solid 4 has a mad com- complex um, story. I won't get into it now. But, I've like, cut the lowdown is, at one point, you're going through this giant... There's, this, there's a reactor to what's called Outer Haven, which is a giant submarine boat. There's a reactor down this really long corridor of microwave emitters and now snake who is aging rapidly from the cloning process and has just spent like the whole entire game fighting through he's tired and he's like articons on your little robot you can't go down there he'll kill you snake don't give a shit snake starts walking down this microwave corridor and it starts cooking him from the inside zapping his suit and then you start walking you just hold the stick and every now and then, after a while he'll do it himself and it zooms out and then all sound gameplay goes and you just hear like basically this old man getting cooked and it keeps splitting the screen and it plays this beautiful music, like opera music and it splits the screen because what's happening at the moment is a battle 
is a battleship. So they're like covering you essentially whilst you sneak into the reactor. And it cuts to like different characters. So it'll cut to the naval commander of the boat, like getting overwhelmed by like machines and guards. It'll cut to two people in a gunfight who are getting married at the same time in a gunfight's quality. But like, and it, it just like keeps dividing the screen into thirds all the while snake is walking crawling dragging himself down this microwave corridor getting cooked alive and it is single-handedly the most beautiful sequence i have ever witnessed in a video game i just like people need to watch it even if you don't get the context i think it still works of just this aged super soldier essentially i know he's not super but you know what i mean i don't mean and he's just like Honestly, he suits fried and tattered and it's glowing red. It's that hot. And he's literally crawl, army crawling, dragging himself as beautiful opera music plays. And you see, like, the top half of the screen is just different accounts of characters you've met, like, fighting to survive because they know that they could die unless you get to where you're going and you're just dragging yourself. And then it all culminates in a fight on top of a submarine between two old brothers, which I know doesn't make sense. <laughs> so well, that he gets to the end. So he gets to the end, he does what he needs to do, and look, he saves the day. And after that, he's on top of a submarine, and Liquid comes, who is his brother slash clone. It's very convoluted. And then what they do is they get up and they fucking hand they fight, they fight fist fight each other. But oh, in a be- again, what can only be described as a masterful and beautiful thing. So these are two characters that are in every Metal Gear. So they're the health bars, because it then turns into Tekken. Weirdly enough, it's a proper fighting game. Mm-hmm. The health bars are their first, they're what they, they look to PS1 graphics, what they were called in PS1, plays the Metal yeah. Gear Solid 1 theme tune. After a fight, they'll turn into Metal Gear Solid 2 health bars, Metal Gear Solid 2 theme. At one point, they're both literally beating the shit out of you, like bleeding everything. They drop to their knees. They inject each other with nanobots to get their like strength back up to fight more. And it goes through all of the Metal Gear timeline. And it's just, I have completely mental. I have completely. Have you uh, watched it after this podcast? I have just watched it now. Uh, I have, as you was explaining it, you was explaining it perfectly. Honestly, if you've never watched it, don't watch it now. Go back, listen to Josh explain it as he's going on. He gets it perfectly, and it's it's. You know why? To be fair, I have completed Metal Gear Solid Four twelve times because that I always Oxidora. In in my opinion, it's the best Metal Gear Solid game. And Metal Gear Solid is a weird franchise because if you say any of Metal Gear from the main line is your favorite, you're right, which is a weird, which is a very rare thing. If you say one's your favourite, it's a bit weird, but nostalgia I get. If you say two, understandable. If you say three, understandable. If you say four, five, all understandable. But, because the gameplay's phenomenal, the story's great, and I always know my reward for sticking through and playing it again is this sequence. This yeah. sequence alone has made me complete the game 12 times, just so I can witness it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can't... I can't you sold it well. I haven't really debated much or spoke about it because I just don't know it. I can't describe the beauty of this scene. It it's the closest I think that like a video game gets to like pure art. Like I just it's a silly, stupid, ridiculous stealth game with 
wild like a few hours before you fight a robot and every robot has a sexy lady in it but all the sexy ladies have trauma from like war and shit so like one's called crying wolf because she has a backstory where she imagined that uh, her she was hiding from her resistance fighters and her brother cried so she shut it up by covering its mouth and accidentally suffocated him and then she carried his corpse to a refugee camp but it took so long that the corpse rotted away but then when she was at the refugee camp she could hear other babies crying which triggered her so she imagined a wolf went and silenced all the babies kids crying which was her but then they get her and they put her into a robot dog suit called crying wolf and she does like this is the same game that i'm saying is beautiful art but like it like detaches itself for a brief period for this sequence of legitimate art it's so weird i think it's so weird but yeah it's so weird that that is still connected to a game where a dude doesn't have nanobots so he shits himself all the time but like it just it takes itself seriously um... and it's just art I kind of wish I took this list the same way as you because there's yeah, one of the moments yeah. that I've not because my mind's all purely gameplay levels of which I'd like to over replay, replay, replay. Um, because just as another, this wasn't an honorable mention on my list, but if I was ever going to do moments like you, the other thing that would also get involved would be um, being such a God of War fan as I am, loving one, two, and three as a kid. The moment in four where you go back and get the Blades of Chaos, oh, um, like, oh my. God. I'm your monster no longer. Yeah. Oh my God. That bit was just. And I, yeah. that is, but like my. So again, I don't care. I will happily not have gameplay for a scene. So again, that scene is you're just pushing the analog. Oh, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Like, I'm, not, I'm not arguing you. It's yeah. just that I wasn't doing that as this list. That's all. Yeah. But like that, that level alone makes me. like Because it is a whole level. You, you fight yeah, on yeah. shit before and after. But like, I again. That. That 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 moment has made me complete a game twelve times, like a long ass game as well. Yeah, just for that bit. And I still watch it every now and again. I do. I know it's sad. I will just load it up and watch it. That's it is what it is, isn't it? I can't because uh, the music as well. So we both approached that list a bit differently, but I, I still think it was. Co- I still think there was, and I think with the honourable mentions and the way that we spoke about it, I still think that it was cohesive enough that it should make sense i had five levels and five moments so i hope anybody who's listening has appreciated the love that we've got for these games if there's any gaming moments or levels that you think we've missed please mention it on our instagram please follow us on instagram um we have got great feedback in the amount of listens that we've got but we are just trying to push Instagram followers, likes, comments, anything you could do to help us. That's all we ask for. It's just we want to just spur a bit more like conversation, you know what I mean? Like we want want to hear we don't just want to hear obviously we love the feedback that we get and we love I get every now and again I will get messages from like my mates and stuff like that listeners saying like they're enjoying it. And I love that. But like I want on the Instagram I wanna like spur that conversation. I want I love it when people tell me that they think I'm wrong. Which I'm guessing on five different occasions this time people Oh yeah, we've probably stirred the pot a bit today. So next week is, as I've said a few times, um, top 10 co-op games that, you know, our favourite t- co-op games. Mm-hmm. Uh, then after that, we're going to do part two of the greatest multiplayer of all time. Yes. Then we're probably going to mix it up, maybe do a tier list of some description. Yeah, let's tier list. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm and down. Good. Um, 
Again, if there's anything you want us to do a tier list of, let us know. There's a couple more guests in the pipeline of people to go through a few things. So there's lots to go through and lots of uh, exciting things to come up. We just need you to interact with us, like the podcast wherever you are, five-star it where you can, and just comment as much as you can on the Instagram. But yeah. I, I've loved that list. Then, yeah. What's that been? Two hours? Probably more. It's flew yeah. by. But yeah, so we will end it now because <laughs> so we don't want to drag on. Thank you so much again for listening once again. We will look forward to having you all back next. Isn't that? That's right. Bye. Thank you. See you next week. Peace. Bye.